The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome in to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. You'd like to be part of the program today? Very easy to do. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888 Alongside of Chris X, my partner in crime, I am Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. And boy, do we have all kinds of things to get to today. Just a little bit of stuff breaking in the news. But before we do that, producer Ron, what does this hour look like? Hey, good morning, fellas. This hour of the conservative cartel is brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Be a part of the unarmed forces and help manufacture peace through trade. Visit CombatFlipFlops.com and use code CARTEL20 for 20% off your first order. Combat Flip Flops, bad for running, worse for fighting. Yes, they are. And, and Chris, look, we, 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 we kid about this. We text back and forth. We send each other emails about what we're going to talk about. But my goodness, we are never going to run out of things to talk about when you've got Jeff Sessions firing. At former acting director Andrew McCabe. We've got that whole story that we're going to jump into in depth in hour three. We've got Sidney Powell, former federal prosecutor, all around brilliant lady who knows this stuff inside and out, who's going to come on top of hour three. And we're going to get her take on this because she's much smarter than you and I. Well, you know what? There's, uh, there is a ton going on, as you mentioned. There's never, ever any shortage of things to cover. You got the former director of the FBI, you know, so he, he set in and was gone. <laughs> it's like as soon as he started. And then now he, he stepped down, and then all of a sudden everybody's been waiting for him to get his retirement. Come here, what is it, today, tomorrow? Uh, and then he's fired. And everyone keeps saying, Jeff Sessions isn't doing anything. Nobody's doing anything. This isn't happening. Well, no, he got fired, and from what I hear, it wasn't even Trump's call. It was recommendation by this uh, this committee. So, sure. well, there's a whole lot we get to talk about here in hour number three. I'm looking forward to picking up with Sidney Powell. Well, and it's funny, too, because, you know, they're all out. All of the Hillary, all of the liberal left are out on media today, this morning. Oh, well, this is so vindictive. He's just about ready to get his, his pension. This is You broke the law. I, I You know, in this country, we know... The left is used to getting away with breaking the law because we're going to spend probably hour two talking about illegal aliens out in California, maybe a wall, maybe the first illegal being uh, you know, put into the state government in California. I mean, this is just like a blatant poke in the eye to the Trump administration. Well, it's once again, it's funny watching the responses from those on the left. Like, this is so terrible. I can't believe they did this. You're right. They're used to treatment like Lois Lerner. Right. Where you get early retirement, you get full benefits and everything for completely breaking the law and violating. Of course, you've got Koskin in. And then let's just go down the list. There's a ton of them. Well, that's what happened for eight years. Yeah. Guess what? Things are a little different now. The swamp is, quote, being drained. And when you're playing by the swamp rules... Well, guess what? There's a new guy who doesn't play by those same rules. And I, you know what? I, I hate to see anybody get fired for anything, but when you've done more than enough to get fired from, you do not deserve your full pension retirement. I'm sorry. Well, and, and that's the same thing we're going to jump into in hour three. I mean, Peter Stroke and Lisa Page are still employed with the FBI. 
I heard what was it? I didn't. I thought Lisa Page left and took another job or something. But Peter Stroke is still there for sure. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. I mean, it's different rules for different folks. If you're a liberal and you're fighting for the cause, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who are listening on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh yeah. By the way, if you want to join us, oh, and you a a nice tease there. You just mentioned something else. We'll talk with Sydney about a whole new round of text messages have come out. from um, uh, Mr. Struck. Uh, now we're learning he was pals with the judge, not just any judge, uh, a very key judge yeah. that even had to recuse himself with all this nonsense. I, once again, this swamp is as deep as it gets, and it's it's not getting any less deep, I guess. Well, and they're all crying about being fired, but, you know, look, we're, the America First president, Donald Trump, I mean, you, you know, he's not playing by You're going to play by the rules now. You're actually going to have to be held accountable for your actions, and we've got, I mean, there are just so many things going on, Chris, but in this first hour, by the way, uh, we got to get to gun control. We had the gun walk out this week. Um, kids down here in Texas, of course, we're on spring break, so they're going to do it next week, which, yeah. you know, I, 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 don't, I don't think you have any problem, and I can't speak for you, but I don't have any problem with kids taking a, a, a moment of silence to remember those children who were massacred. I I don't have any problem with that. We are a very compassionate country. But when you start having schools and school systems organize political walkouts, I have a problem. Well, not only that, you, we talk about these walkouts. You had these kids that are being walked out. Now we have a story at least one kid was now in trouble or suspended for not going along with the walkout. You've got a teacher who's involved. I mean, it's this is insane. What happened with kids actually being educated in schools? Well, that's no longer the case, and we covered that this week. They're being indoctrinated, and that's what's happening with these schools because if you don't go along, and not all of them, mind you, but no. if you don't go along with the schools, kids are getting in trouble. They're getting suspended. They're, and you made a great comment before the show, Matt. Um, what about the next protest? Do do we get to formulate our own protest? Well, what protest do you get to do? I mean, that's really the thing. We're going to get into this in depth here come the next segment. But you know, the, the left always talks about fairness or equality, right? You know, I went to Washington D.C. and the first thing we saw was a shirt uh, that a lady was wearing with a big equal sign on it. And then on the back, of course, it said some catchy Democratic slogan. But the left, you and I have talked about this all throughout our our weekday shows, but we're not equal. You're not equal unless you agree with what the left says, and then you're equal. If you don't agree with what they say, then, you know, your view doesn't matter. Yeah. No, it's, once again, it's... Like I said, trying to keep up with everything that is going on, it is a nonstop daily. We keep joking about running out of things to talk about because there's just nothing going on. Obviously, we're going to dig more into the McCabe firing going on uh, in hour three. We're going to dig more into the the, the more text messages, which it and once again, you just point out the guy's still got a job, which is astonishing with Peter Stroke and the things they were involved with. And of course, now we're learning he was he wasn't just pals with the judge; he's with the judge. We something that we didn't even get to touch on yesterday, and I want to make sure we get in today as well. We've got California now appointing an illegal alien to um, uh, a, a office position or a, a state post. Uh, yeah, a state a state held post. A state held post, and now we're finding out that illegal alien self-deported herself a while back and then got arrested at the Mexican border. So there's 
as soon as you think things can't get even more full retard than they actually are, they go on and just get they get even more full retarded every minute. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. And the bad thing is it's, it's what's socially accepted now. By the way, I don't know if we've given out the Black Rifle Coffee hotline. Let's do that. If you want to join us, you want to weigh in on any or all of these issues, 888 right here on the Blaze Radio Network, 888 uh, Matt, what do we want to dive into first? I know we only got a minute, so let's, I guess, set things up for the, for the next segment because we have so many damn stories, it's going to be hard to figure out what to get into. Well, we're going to – this gun control issue now. Now, there's a lot going on with this story. Obviously, the Parkland shooting, we, we, we've we've dwelled it way into, you know, the officers not, what happened there, what sheriff police, or sheriff, uh, oh, sheriff of, uh, oh, I can't, Broward County, sorry, I can't yeah, think Broward of that word, Chef, yeah. uh, Scott Israel. We, we, we yeah. know everything behind that, but now, you and I spoke about this yesterday, I think we're going to get into it in the next segment. You know, you've got school systems who are organizing walkouts of school, which is truancy, by the way. I mean, it's actually the law that your kids should go to school. They don't get to not go to school. And when you and I were in school, we just didn't get up and walk out. We didn't get to get up and leave, go out in the parking lot. you know. And then nowadays, you don't know who's sitting in the parking lot waiting to pick you off. I mean, I hate to say that, but you know, safety concerns. But you know what the, a school system in Ohio said? We have a young man. We're going to get that in the next segment. He decided he was going to be apolitical. He, he wasn't going to be for the protest. He wasn't going to be against it. He was just going to stay in the school and, and not protest at all, right? Yeah. Well, the school came back and said, look, you can't stay in the school because we can't supervise you. <laughs> because everybody's outside organized for the walkout. So they organize a walkout. All the kids are out of the school. We can't supervise you inside the school, so you're in trouble because we're suspended. <sighs> So, once again, we talk about bullying and, and peer pressure and things like that. Uh, wait, I'm a little confused by all of this. It, 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 I, if I was that kid, and if I was that kid's parents, I would be confused by it, too. Because, look, we, we talk about kids being independent. We talk about them being free, th- free thinkers, critical thinking individuals. The schools are not allowing them because they're indoctrinated. So much more of that, the gun control, the groups behind it, a teacher placed on leave because she wants to protest abortion, which I guess you only get to pick your protest if it's against the Second Amendment. Don't go anywhere. The conservative cartel this Saturday morning, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Chris X, Matlock, we roll on right after this. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's Matt Block and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel here on the Blaze Radio Network. I am Chris Axe, along with Matt Locke. 
Uh, we're here live in the Nine Line Apparel Studios. We're also taking your calls. If you want to join us on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. I guess we can jump to the phones here very quickly before we get into everything, Matt. Let's pick up with Alex, who's patiently holding in Kentucky. Uh, good morning, Alex. Welcome to uh, the Conservative Cartel. Oh, thank you for having me. I think this just goes to show you with all these stupid students walking out for a protest for guns, this goes to show you that Gen Z is not conservative at all. If they really cared about their generation not dying, they wouldn't text and drive. I'm serious, (laughs) man. It makes a good point. Thank you for the call. You know, it's funny. He's right. I've seen these memes. These kids are protesting guns because children are dying. Okay, we've had a, you know less than however many shootings. It, one is too many. Yes. But let's go back and look at texting and driving, how many kids are getting killed with that. And then let's look at how many kids are dying in cars. We really need to raise the age of owning a cell phone to at least 21 and maybe driving a car, right? Well, Chris, we see it all the time. We're driving around Fort Worth here, you know, at the studio and whatnot, coming into work. I mean, I'll bet you we pass in a morning coming Coming to the studio, four or five young people on their phones. I mean, we were sitting there the other day in traffic. We're going about 15 miles an hour, and a girl's got her, her Facebook page open. I'm sitting there looking at it. I'm like, good God. I mean, this is, he's so right. We, we've got a generation, but we've talked about this throughout the entire week. If you want to find our show during the weekdays, go to theconservativecartel.com. But we talk about this all the time, Chris. You, you've got young people who are being indoctrinated, number one. But for two, this is just so ludicrous what's going on with these, what I'll call a faux outrage. I mean, these kids don't care what this is. They're just out of class. Well, they're happy to get out of class. One thing I will say, thank you for the call, Alex. That was a a good point. You know, it makes us worry about Gen Z and what's going on with the kids today. Then again, we we just went to, to CPAC, and we, we saw some of these young Gen Zers that were very active, very conservative, paying attention to what's going on. And, and those are obviously more of what we want. Are those the majority? I, I don't think so, unfortunately. But uh, but uh, but to go back to Matt's point. He's right. These kids are playing on their their pr- social media, their Snapchat, their Facebook, whatever. They're doing everything other than paying attention to the main thing you should be doing, which is driving a car. Ah. So, but but that being said, let, let's go back to what it is. You're right. They've got these walkouts going for gun violence in schools. They've got the and and nobody. I don't think any of us want gun violence in schools. We all want it stopped. But we have found really. Throughout history, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is not a sign that says no guns allowed. It's usually a good guy with a gun, right? Normally, and that's what we didn't see at Parkland. I mean, like I said, we don't want to rehash the story. A lot of people already know the story, and you know we've been talking about it for a month. But the good guys with a gun didn't go in. So here we are, and the FBI failed us on that level. The, The local authorities failed us. I mean, when you're warned of a person 39 times, uh, you probably have a situation on your hands. So to sit here and for the left to so misappropriately blame the gun, which they do every time. I mean, if it's yeah. the NRA's fault. You know, the National Rifle Association, they're killers, they're murderers, they're warmongers, they love guns, they're going to kill everybody. But the hypocrisy is if you start talking about Planned Parenthood or abortion, oh, well, that's a woman's choice. That, that, that's not gun control. People go out and they, you know, they, they kill people with a gun. They shouldn't have a gun, then they can't kill people. But if you don't let women have abortions, they'll just go get one in an alley with a rusty hanger. 
Well, and that ties back into with what we were talking about. You've got this these organized protests, uh, children being allowed to walk out of the schools and march in the streets to protest gun violence. So they're basically they're advocating gun control because they don't know what they're doing. They're being manipulated by their their teachers. But but Matt just mentioned something. How many children are, are killed at the hands of Planned Parenthood every year in this country? I mean, we down in Houston, we've got the largest one in, in the continental United States uh, out on the south side of town. So there's happening. So, so if according to logic, we should be able to go to the schools and talk with all the children and say, "Listen, we care about our children. We would like to organize a walkout, a protest for against Planned Parenthood." How well is that going to go over in the school system? Well, it doesn't go over in the school system, and it's funny you lead to that because here you go. Here's an article: Sacramento, California teacher Julianne Benzel was placed on paid leave for questioning, just questioning, whether <laughs> students for life would be allowed to walk out of class the way students for gun control were doing. Now, I, that, that's a very – is that not a valid question? I mean, like I said, I know they redefine, you know, these babies before they're born to be called, you know, a fetus. They're not really a human being. And, it's you know, it's pro-choice. It's not pro-abortion. We get all that. But uh, should they be allowed? Should they be allowed to make that? Because it's a political statement. When you have children going out talking about gun control, advocating for the removal of guns for – I guess kids or everybody, well, you know what? We should be able to talk about this. This, too, is a political topic. But, no, obviously, they're not going to allow that. In fact, they're, they jump on this teacher who dared question it. Well, she was she was placed on paid leave. And, and, and this is the crazy thing because you just hit on it. You know, we can be political about the Second Amendment because that falls in the narrative of the left and the indoctrination that is currently going on in these schools. But if you say something other than what is their agenda, you're going to get this because it says her questions were viewed as anti-abortion, which resulted in complaints and then got her placed on paid leave. Now, she explained her position. She says, wait a minute. If schools are going to allow one group of students to get up during class and walk out to protest one issue, would they still give the same courtesy to another group of students who wanted to get up and walk out to protest? And she used the example of abortion. Now, the school district defended its decision, and this is what they said. The teacher was not penalized. Yes, she was. Or placed on leave based on her viewpoints. The district can clarify that the action was taken due to complaints from parents and students involving the teacher's communications regarding the student-led remembrance activities. So this leads me to the question, Chris. Did parents complain about their children getting up for this gun right issue and walking out of the school? Because we had a young lady call our show yesterday and said she did. Were any of those teachers placed on leave? I don't think they were. In fact, I haven't heard one case of that happening. And it's it it is very interesting watching the way they do this. It's it's how they craft the narrative, as we always say. But isn't it interesting? Because to say I've seen these signs these kids have when they're out protesting guns. They are protesting guns. They want them banned. They want them gone. That is absolutely a statement that is political. So when this this teacher when she brings this up and says, "Hey, uh, Miss Benzel, we want to we want to uh, we want to talk about the opportunities. Can we do something similar to this?" No, no, no. Not only is she not allowed to, she, oh, complaints came in, and we have to put you on paid leave. Well, it's California. I don't doubt complaints came in, but there were complaints on the other side, too, and they 
No one. I haven't seen one teacher been placed on paid leave from, from uh, doing this gun control walkout. Not one. And, Chris, we know. I mean, we know firsthand that parents are irritated with their children getting up and, and protesting this faux gun control. We've talked to them. We've heard it uh, in our own show. I mean, this isn't something that we're just sitting here saying, oh, we made it up. There are absolutely complaints from the right saying, this is not what I want my students. This is not what I want my kids, you know, being part of in school. They're there to get an education, not to be liberal activists. Well, just like we heard from one of our callers, was it yesterday or the day before on the program, uh, she had a special needs child, and that special needs child was taken out uh, of the classroom and taken to be part of this protest when that child has no uh, n- no inclination to want to ban guns or do anything like this. Uh, and the, they told the parent at the school that, uh, well, we're, gonna, we're just going to go do a moment of silence. We're going to honor the 17 victims that were killed. And that's not what happened. No. It was a flat-out protest, and so that... That parent was complaining. We hadn't heard of any teachers being fired or anything happening in that school district. No, and they're not going to be. It doesn't fall in the left's little narrative here or their story that they want to do. And it's sad because we don't. We're we're living in a society currently that is telling you and I and our children. And we talk about this all the time on on the conservative cartel. Here we've got the three legged stool. You, you've got a very complicit media. That might as well be the Democratic Party. You've got the indoctrination of our schools and education that the left has taken over for 50 years. And you've got students who are just mush-brained about it following along blindly. They're following it blindly because they don't know. And we're, we're, we're literally destroying a generation of our fine youth. By not educating them. They're not learning history, Chris. They're not learning what happened with Germany, with Pol Pot, with with uh, Mao, with Guevara. I mean, they're not learning about these people, the Castro brothers, Venezuela. They're not learning about what dictatorships do in gun control. I mean, you and I know our history. Yeah, and these, these are kids, and they're supposed to be, uh, be be taught this stuff in school. And the only thing they're being taught about Che Guevara is these cool Che, che Quartz uh, shirts they wear. <laughs> We're going to wear these shirts, and this is cool. No, you're wearing a mass murderer shirt is what you're doing. Yeah. Somebody that disarmed the population and murdered people. Uh, oddly enough, too, you, you mentioned this. What a lot of people don't understand about this movement, these kids walking out, this isn't just a spontaneous thing that has happened with children. It is being, prote- it's being funded, these protests, by these left-wing groups, including like MoveOn.org, George Soros, some of the groups. We'll go through this as we as we gear up for this next segment. Some of these partners that are stepping in for these, they, they were part of the, the Women's March, if you will. Uh, some of the premier sponsors, of course, Planned Parenthood, Federation of America, National Resources Defense Council. Yeah, let's go into some of the other partners, Services Employee International Union, AFL-CIO, GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders, Occupy Wall Street, The Pussy Hat Project, United We Dream, MoveOn.org, Center for American Progress, Code Pink, The Communist Party USA, Emily's List, Human Rights Campaign, and National Abortion Federation. Oh, those those are all right wing organizations right every one of them hardcore right-wingers right yeah not so much well in in look does it surprise you we know moveon.org we know the left the left's at battle with us i mean literally the left is at war with common sense conservatism it's all you can say 
Yeah. No, they want it. They want it gone. They and they and as you can see, they don't want any dissent. How dare that teacher? Oh, what are you? Are you kidding me, Julianne Benzel? Who gives you the right to dare question anything we're doing and possibly organize a walkout over something we might disagree with? All right, don't go away. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel. I'm Chris X, along with Matt Locke, right here on the Blaze Radio Network. You want to get in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline? Triple A nine hundred thirty three ninety three. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Conservative Cartels. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. But it is that time again for the Conservative Cartel to honor. Our heroes, and unfortunately, once again, we've got way too many of these happening. This morning, police officer Greg Casillas was shot and killed as he attempted to arrest a man in the 1400 block of South. I can't even say that street name following a vehicle pursuit. The vehicle fled after officers attempted to stop it for reckless driving. The driver crashed into another vehicle before fleeing on foot and entering apartment. Officer Casillas and another officer attempted to make contact with the man he fired through the apartment door, striking both officers. They were transported to a local hospital where he succumbed to his wounds. Now the man surrendered after remaining barricaded inside his home for more than 15 hours. He was charged with murder as well as several counts of attempted murder of a peace Officers. So Mr. Casillas was 30 years old. He'd been on tour for six months, and his badge number was 16. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the family. I hope I said his name right. Ron's smiling at me in there. I probably didn't. Casillas. I, my, Casillas. Casillas. Okay. Uh-huh. I, and I apologize if I did. I didn't mean to by any offense. But uh, we honor Officer Casillas, and uh, the conservative cartel stands behind our heroes, and he truly is a hero, and it's with heavy hearts that we bring that to you every Saturday morning. But, Chris, moving on here, you know, if, if you want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888 It's It's St. Patrick's Day. We haven't said that yet. So happy oh, yeah. St. Patrick's Day. You know, for all of you Irish out there, my, my partner in crime here is Irish. If you're watching on the Conservative Cartel of the Liberty Eagle Facebook page, you will see he has red hair and very white skin. Oh, just <laughs> kidding, by the way. Hey, hey, maybe I don't uh, identify as Irish. Well, you might not identify as Irish, but you are mm-hmm. Irish, right? Yeah, I've okay. got my dad's side. It's pretty much all Irish. So, yeah, I look like a leprechaun, basically. <laughs> the pot of gold is at his house. Just I'm, the worst, I'm the worst Irish ever because I don't drink either. So that, I would get kicked out of Ireland. Yeah, you would get kicked out of Ireland because <laughs> I'm a big fan of some Irish whiskey. But, you know, Chris, we're talking about this gun control. Yeah. We're, we're covering the student walkouts, and uh, it didn't take long. You know, after this Florida high school shooting, you know, this kid had a history of mental illness. He gunned down 17 people. The left used this tragedy to obviously advance its anti-Trump, anti-America, and anti-gun agenda. 
And so the same progressive organizations that we you you alluded to in the last segment, we're going to get to them again, that launched the Women's March to protest the election of President Trump, planned, promoted, and scripted the national school walkout on Wednesday. So, you know, and that's just where, you know, you had middle school and high school students who were asked to walk out of the school for 17 minutes to honor these 17 victims. And we said this to start the program, and I think Chris feels the same way as me. There is nothing wrong with honoring the deceased. There's nothing wrong with taking a moment of silence for your fellow students around the country who were killed because of a very deranged lunatic. No, absolutely. But when you hijack it and turn it into an anti-gun protest, and then the, it's covered uh, nonstop by the lamestream media, who also takes and says, well, look, we've got to do something about guns. I, it, it, that's when you see, okay, this has become a political movement, which to think for a second that those lefties running education are not going to turn this into a political movement, well, that would just be a naive thought at this point. Matt, let's go and go to the phones. We've got uh, Jules hanging on. And once again, if you want to join us, 888-900-3393 is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Uh, let's go pick up with Jules out in Tennessee. Thanks for holding, Jules. Welcome to the conservative cartel. Thanks, guys. Sorry about my voice. It's allergies. <laughs> hey, um... This woman's march uh, is got direct connections, first of all, to Louis Farrakhan, and it's very easy to find. Um, the co-chair of this woman's march is Tamika D. Mallory, and she's been under fire for, within her own organization of the, the woman's march to resign because she is a supporter of Louis Farrakhan, and that. That has all come out, but it's been under the radar because you know you're not going to get that information from mainstream media at all these alphabet media sources. The other, uh, and that's a scary thing because he's anti-white, anti-Semitic. He's, you know, just a hate monger. And then when you go into this youth movement that they're creating, which is being, um, has been created by the Women's March. It's called uh, Empower, Youth Empower. So I looked at just now in Google, Empower Youth March, and it'll bring up all these uh, links, Youth Empower Women's March. You, you go right into their website, and you get a whole bunch of information just on the first link, and they have their own website and how to join the National School Walkout. And it's, I mean, it's mind-blowing how they're, they're propagandizing, or propagand, you know, I can't even say it right now. But, you know, you, thank you. You're how welcome. they're doing this to our youth, and they're making them all part of the Hive movement with them, and they're making them feel like they're doing something, and which they don't, these kids are just, their brains aren't fully developed. They have no clue what they're actually doing. It's, they're useful to them now. Yeah. But this, it's a sad, sad state that we find ourselves in. And, you know, I just want, I want everyone to be aware this is where it's all coming from, and it's Louis Farrakhan and his cronies, and it's very dangerous for our whole country.
Yeah, thank you for the call, Jules. You're absolutely right. It's funny because you you mentioned Louis Farrakhan, and we're we're all about fairness and stuff. But that guy, as much as he hates the Jews and has made it very clear, I'm surprised he's not even protesting Sheriff Israel down there and and uh, in Florida. Well, well, Chris, we've never really gotten to this Louis Farrakhan story. I mean, I don't I know if you remember it. or not. You know, the left hid a picture of Louis Farrakhan and then running for President Barack Obama because they thought it would hurt him. Yeah, But yet you've got the left openly hugging him. I mean, Maxine Waters, you know, that whole ilk. They love him. Keith Ellison. Nobody wants to eat. I mean, it's almost in comparison to saying that Donald Trump's eating dinner with David Duke. Well, they want you to believe that he does that, even though it's not the case, while purposefully ignoring a, a I mean, this guy is a tremendous anti-Semite. He blames everything on the Jews and is, is, is openly called for, well, uh, we'll just stop there. I think if anyone who is unfamiliar with Louis Farrakhan, go do a little research on him, which yeah. most people are fairly familiar with him. Mm-hmm. But you're right. This guy was, 20 years ago, he was political poison. Yeah. Now he is embraced on the left. We'll just show you kind of where they've moved. And, and to touch on her, her topic or whatever, you're right, after 50 years of indoctrination going on in these schools look where we're at now once again open protesting gun control and then actively shutting down anyone who dares have a difference of opinion yeah you can have it you know and here's the thing you talked about Planned Parenthood backing this this march which is crazy by the way because they kill more children than anybody in the country but yet we got to save our children from guns in schools you talked about the national resources defense council seiu aflcio the lgbt legal advocates the aclu occupy wall street united we dream move on.org which is george soros by the way centers for american progress code pink communist party usa we got to throw some communists in there right i mean you can't have a good gun walkout without some communists right well you know communists were very good about what not allowing the population the people to have guns right they don't like that they only want the the politicians i saw a little meme last night a little meme that said you know what look how lousy politicians treat everyday people as it is yeah i mean look what goes on now imagine how well they'd treat you if you were disarmed oh my god it would be that's the only thing Well, and we've talked about this before, Chris. The only reason the United States has not been attacked on our mainland is because of the gun ownership that we have here. I mean, nobody's going to come here because we have over 100 million guns in this country. And the reason we have those guns is to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government, not to hunt deer, not to hunt elk, not to hunt rabbit or or anything else. It's It's so that the government doesn't overstep its authority. Well, you know what? I Now that I think about it, I, I'm becoming more of a fan of gun control because now that I think about it, we are the government. That's right. We, the people, are the ones who are in charge. So absolutely, let's disarm the government and only the people now are allowed to have weapons. Let's do that. How, they, they're going to go for that? No, and it's never going to happen because the government's got to control you, Chris, and that's what they want to do. And that's the push they're doing here. And where do you start? You start with the youth who are easily manipulated, malleable, and can follow your deal. And if you don't follow what they do, they suspend you for not walking out of the classroom. That's the world we live in. Don't look, don't go anywhere. We're going to wrap up this conversation. We got much more to get to. Illegals out in California. Andrew McCabe's fired. Sydney Powell's going to join us in, in top of hour three, former federal prosecutor. A lot more show to come. Hang tight. Chris X and I are just getting started here on the conservative cartel. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe.
on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Well, it sure is, isn't it? Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris Axe, along with Matt Locke here from the Black Rifle coffee hotline we've got that open for you we are in the nine line apparel studios if you want to get on board well you can get right into this studio via the black rifle coffee hotline 888 hey that was a really good phone call from jules in the last segment wasn't it she is a good friend of the program from Tennessee down there. I mean, she's always spot on. And, and Louis Farrakhan is someone on the periphery here that, you know, we discuss. And like you said, do your research. You guy's kind of anti-Semitic, you know. He's not a real good character. Um, very probably, I would say, racist would be a good word <laughs> that would come to my mind about it. I mean, we throw that, you know, we hear that word a lot, Chris. We hear yeah. it, we hear it from the left a lot that we're racist. Now we're sexist, by the way. Did you know that we're now sexist if we don't agree with Nancy Pelosi? Well, you know we've learned, Matt, because you are of white persuasion, you are racist. Because you're a male, you are sexist. Yeah. It's pretty clear if you didn't vote for Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, you're not only a racist but a sexist. We can throw in misogynistic in there, and you know we well, can probably call you an anti-Semite too, just because yeah. we are the party of identity politics. And your brain dead as a woman if you listen to your husband when you voted for Trump. I mean, these are the things. I only have one question about all that though. If I'm sexist. For disagreeing with Nancy Pelosi, isn't Connor Lamb sexist? Because he didn't agree with her either. He was a Democrat that ran in Pennsylvania 18 who ran against Pelosi. He actually ran for guns and for against abortion. Well, I've got a better question. Hillary Clinton told us this week uh, in India before she slipped and fell down some stairs and then, then the slipped again in a bathtub and broke her wrist. But she told us we were all racist and we didn't want women to have the right to. The, I'm sorry, we were racist. Didn't want blacks to have rights and we didn't want uh, you know women to to have jobs or of course that that Indian guy down the street. But she also said that white women did what their husbands told them and voted for Trump. So my question is, who did Hillary Clinton vote for? I want to know. Who Bill told her to vote for? Well, <laughs> we we josh about these kind of things, but the left is getting pretty irate. They're they're getting upset with Hillary Clinton. They're yeah. and and they're they're learning really quick that Hillary Clinton is an anchor around the Democratic left's neck coming this this midterm election. They they just they they want to get away from her as fast as they can. And if she keeps falling down in bathtubs, they might get it sooner rather than later. You know, and I, I don't mean to beat up on an elderly woman because I, I don't do that, but looking at Hillary Clinton, who continues to throw herself into the spotlight, she has fallen down. I mean, the Bill Maher, whom I can't stand, had one of the funniest lines. He said, during the campaign, all you had to do was not collapse on 9-11, okay? Right. That's all you had to do, and she did. Well, that wasn't the only time she collapsed. Remember when she had to testify back when she was Secretary of State about the emails, and she fell again and hit her head and then had to wear those screwy-looking glasses? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. She had that daggone aneurysm or something. She couldn't fly yeah. for a while and a concussion. And look... Chris, you and I both know 
she wasn't in very good health. I mean, she was using an apartment in New York, which was her daughter Chelsea's, as like a like a, an emergency room. Well, apparently she was. They were giving her fluids or whatever. But then again, she collapsed on 9-11. Then here it is. We've got video of her in the last week falling down the stairs in England. Thank God. I mean, in, in India. Yeah. Thank God there were people there to catch her so she didn't fall and break her neck. And then apparently that now she fell in a bathtub and they checked her. She hit her head and broke her wrist. And once again, they th- th- there's there's 50% of this country, roughly. Yeah including the illegals who voted for her, uh, the 50% <laughs> that thinks she was strong enough to be our commander-in-chief to lead this country compared to a guy who goes to bed about midnight, gets up about four, tweets up a storm, and is running circles around the political elite. You know, oh, hindsight's a beautiful thing, isn't it? It, it is. And if, I don't know if you saw the uh, magazine cover, and I don't, want, I don't know what magazine it was, but it was on Drudge yesterday where they body-shamed. Donald Trump. They had him actually standing behind a pod- pod- uh, podium, naked, and, oh, yeah. and he was he was overweight and, and had some rolls hanging out and all that stuff, and and looked not slim. And it was like you know, oh, it's okay if we body shame you know Donald Trump. He he's a conservative male. I mean, we can't oh, body shame yeah. anybody else. But oh no, if you're yeah. a conservative woman, they'll body shame the hell out of you. Oh, I know. And if you're a conservative woman who has a brain, they mm-hmm. will tell you that you're stupid for voting for Trump. Yeah. Well, she was probably told by her husband to well, vote for him. So, or her son or her boss, that, you know, and, and and that you probably hate black people. And that was Margaret Sanger at Planned Parenthood. I mean, You know, now that you think about it, we should probably listen to Hillary after what she had to say, because she was echoing the statements of of uh, Margaret Sanger. Uh, no, she wasn't. Let's take, you know what? I mentioned what she said. Let's listen to what Hillary Clinton had to say, because she was doing a little revisionist history this week. And I know you guys on The Blaze, you may have heard it on another program, but not ours. Take a listen to what Hillary Clinton had to say. And I'm, th- this is a woman who just lost the presidency within the last year and a half. Just take a the listen. The map of the United States. There's all that red in the middle where Trump won. Now, I win the coasts. I win, you know, Illinois and Minnesota, mm-hmm. places like that. But what the map doesn't show you is that I won the places that represent two-thirds of America's gross domestic product. So I won the places that are optimistic, diverse, dynamic, moving forward, and his whole campaign, Make America Great Again, was looking backwards. You know, you didn't like black people getting rights. You don't like women, you know, getting jobs. You don't want to, you know, see that Indian American succeeding more than you are. Whatever your problem is, I'm going to solve it. Now, check out the hook while the DJ revolves it, Hillary. Yeah, Come on. ice, ice, baby. Oh, sorry. Got into that. I think that. She, she had to put some ice on her wrist because yeah. she broke it. I, look, did she not offend about every group she could find? Which she, she thought maybe she missed somebody with her basket of deplorables comment on the campaign trail. Right. So now she had to step it up and make sure she offended everybody else who didn't vote for her. And she went on to say that, like I said, it, it, these women, the, the white women went and did what their husbands told them to do. Talk about a sexist comment. But once again, they're never called out except right here on talk radio and the conservative, because you're not going to see that on ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, LSD, whatever. Take your pick. <laughs> You know, the left, they're, they're insulated from this, or they believe they are. The, the, the Democratic Party believes they're insulated. And it, it's going back to this whole thing we're going to cover with Andrew McCabe in Hour 3. You know, you've got all these talking heads this morning on the TV saying, oh, this is so unfair. This is so unfair. You know, you did this just to be mean. He was about ready to get his four-life pension. This is just a direct result of how mean the conservative party is. And in the end, the left has a hard time 
dealing in reality. They have a hard time with facts, and they just make their own up. Well, and then you have clowns like Jeff Flake out there, who is now weighing possibly running in the primary against Trump in 2020. God, I hope he does. You, you got people that claim to be conservatives that voted for that woman because they hated Trump that much. You know what? I get it. Trump is a philanderer. I understand that. We know how he met his, his, his second wife and his third wife. We get all of this. Right. But if you think there was any, there was no difference between a Hillary Clinton and a Donald Trump, I'm sorry, but that's, look at the, and here's the other thing. Okay, maybe at the time everybody told us, hey, you know, he's going to be this. He's not really a conservative, okay? He's not going to govern conservatively. Right. Let's look at the tax cut. Let's look at the bonuses. Let's look at the jobs coming back. Let's look at the steel tariffs. Let's. Okay, at this point, it's the once again hindsight. Boy, it's it's as clear now as it ever has been, isn't it? Well, and and we're fighting all of these fights, and we're going to get into next hour, Chris. Illegal aliens. I mean, this immigration, which was the number one pillar of the Trump, you know, campaign. And, and look, we are in a struggle. We are in a massive struggle in this country. We're talking about gun protection, but illegal aliens, sanctuary cities, the ICE and not being able to work with municipalities. I mean, we are running down a very slippery slope right now. And I'm going to tell you what, once again, not, I mean, not a Trump apologist, but you have to admit if Hillary Clinton was our president, oh, <sighs> We would not. I wouldn't be celebrating St. Patrick's Day tonight. You know what? I, and I'll just tell you this: anyone thinking Hillary Clinton would be a good president wrong. Is, is wrong. That's that's all I got to say about that. They're just, they're just wrong. <laughs> we well, we I, dodged a bullet. I, I didn't even have to say it. Pre president Trump said again. What is it? Wrong. Okay, just double checking. No, absolutely. Looking at this, and then you brought up something else too. Look at what's going on in California with the open scoffing. These are scoff laws. Remember that term? Mm -hmm. They were scoffing at federal immigration laws, allowing illegal immigrants to run amok, and then they're warning them when the feds want to come in and try to arrest these illegal aliens who've gone on to commit more crimes, right? Right. They've gone on to commit more crimes, such as, as we now know, rape, murder, drunken driving, homicide, on and on and on. The entire country would be that if Hillary Clinton were elected. Oh, that's a scary thought. I just had a shiver. You know, I might start drinking this St. Patrick's Day. No, wait, wait. <laughs> she didn't win. Okay, I don't have to start drinking. Let's take a very short break. We're going to come back. You are listening to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with my hard rock and amigo. That would be Matt Locke. If you want to get in line for the next hour, 888-900-3393 is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. was a fast first hour my lord that was quick welcome to our number two of the conservative cartel here from the nine line apparel studios the black rifle coffee hotline is open as well if you want to join us triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three triple eight nine hundred 
3393. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hour number one is in the books, the history books, if you will, and hour number two is upon us. Matt, we've got a ton to cover, but before we do, we got to check in with somebody we affectionately refer to as sexual chocolate. That would be Ron Phillips. <laughs> Good morning, guys. This hour of the Conservative Cartel is brought to you by Battle Box, the premier survival tactical subscription box on the planet. You can visit them at BattleBox.com. That's B-A-T-T-L-B-O-X.com. you got to drop the E there. Use code CARTEL for 15% off your first box. BattleBox.com. And I'm Sexual Chocolate. Yeah, he is. And look, we gave <laughs> that Mission 36 Battle Box away yesterday. We so uh, Bill Bill Hilbin, I believe, won that Battle Box. And uh, he has claimed it, so we've sent it out to him. But we've got another great giveaway. You need to look at being a conservative cartel VIP. It's very easy, conservativecartel.com. Figure out what we're going to do. we got a lot of great sponsors. And speaking of those great sponsors, head over to blackriflecoffee.com. Use Cartel 10. You'll get a 10% discount. It's the best coffee on the planet. I happen to be drinking some right here for those of you watching on the Liberty Eagle and the Conservative Cartel Facebook pages. Hey, I'm glad you brought that up. We had a couple of people asking about that on yesterday's program. If you want to go get some Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, as Matt just said, you can get yourself a discount right there. Yeah. Just by by doing and and so make sure you go get yourself some Black Rifle Coffee for those of you that are inclined to to imbibe that coffee. I know Matt, how many cups a day do you have? Oh, too many. I'm on number three right here. I got you know I'm a coffee guy in the morning. I'm not a morning person, and now we do morning shows, so you no. get we get here early. But before this show, I need caffeine. I'm not even awake before 10. So today you're going to have, I don't know how many cups of Black Rifle coffee, and then you're going to go drink well, green hey, beer because I, it's I, Happy St. Patrick's Day. You, you don't know. I might have some Irish something in there already. You don't oh, know. You don't man. know. I'm getting St. Patty started early, buddy. Hold on, you ought to hold that up to the TV and see if I can taste it. I want to see if there's any, uh, <laughs> there's any little Irish whiskey in there. I don't. It's St. Patrick's it Day. Is, there's you no know, telling. I love Irish whiskey, by the way. I'm not going to okay. name any brands because they don't pay us. Wait, seriously, just Irish whiskey or pretty much any whiskey? Well, yeah, that too. I'm, I'm an equal <laughs> whiskey opportunist. He really is. Hey, hey, let's go to the phones, by the way. I want to do this. Uh, before we do, hey, tell us what we're going to hit on today. We've got California up to even more antics, don't we? Shenanigans on this St. Patrick's Day. Look, we've got illegals getting state posts. The state, I mean, this is unbelievable. We've got the mayor in Oakland, the mayor in San Francisco. We've got all hell breaking loose out in California, and I think the federal government's getting pretty sick of it. Shenanigans? Shenanigans. Say shenanigans here on St. Patrick's Day. Let's go to the phones if you want to join us. Get in on that Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. Let's pick up with Dom, who's patiently holding in Minnesota. Thanks for holding. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Very good. All right. Hey, you know, I was just thinking, I, I think, conservatives need probably their own movement like me too like let's call it i've got a bunch of names me three or pissed off or hashtag steal or no deal or hashtag fusion gps hashtag <laughs> he's put some thought into this you know hashtag return nancy hashtag hillary for the wine cellar w-h-i-n-e <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i like it those are solid dom that's the, that's the problem. We have liberals, you know, as, as far as my interaction with them over my years, they're very good at speaking with one voice when they want to oppose people that disagree with them. 
But, you know, conservatives are not very good at that. And I mean that in a good way, because we conservatives are driven by ideas, principles, whereas liberals are driven by divide and conquer. You know, one's health food and the other does not, it doesn't, may not taste good, but it's good for you. But the other is junk food, the liberal, the, whatever the liberals are offering. We are, you know, conservatives are too independent in our thinking and dig in with our core principles are challenged. But that's really a good thing for a country and its people. Look at the people Trump has surrounded himself with, with all of his, you know, the problems that they're having with people being let go. Rex Tillerson, Wilbur Ross, now Gina Haskell, the first female CIA director. Every one of these people are not politicians. They don't take any BS and think like the rest of us, which is why if you want to keep your job, you perform and not bloviate. If, if the, the last thing I want to say, if King Barack had nominated Gina Haspel, there would be a coronation. Oh, yeah. Attended by, attended by Maxine Waters, Madonna, Ashley Judd, Miley Cyrus, and their else. <laughs> and that's the problem I'm having with this whole issue. We don't know. We haven't figured out a way to sell our ideas to the average person or the average, you know, like a low-information voter. That's our challenge. How do we get their attention long enough to say, hey, this is good for you long term. It's going to you know, make you a, an independent person. That's the idea. If we don't get that, we're going to lose us as a country. That's my challenge. Man, oh. Great comments. Thank you for the call, Don. Tom Man, from he Minnesota. Just... Yeah, he always brings the heat. Well, he was not playing today. Those hashtags were awesome. Yeah, and okay. he, and he's not wrong, Chris. I mean, no. if, if Gina Haspel and we were, we're probably we, we probably ought to talk about this just a little bit. Yeah, I yeah, mean, she's should. only the first woman to be nominated to run the CIA. And it took the left less than ten seconds to try to smear her immediately. Well, in and, and Dom's right. If this was Barack Obama, it, this would have been a coronation. This would have been a hoop. It'd have been a big deal because it was the first woman put in by the first black president, put in by the first identity politics, whatever you know, label you want to put on it. It would have been a big deal. But since it's Donald Trump, she's a crazy right wing conservative nut job. Oh, absolutely. A torturer, uh, international lawbreaker. He, he's right. Ashley Judd would have been up there dancing and singing. Lady Gaga would have been performing, and Hillary would have fell down the stairs. It, <laughs> this is just how it, it happens regularly, and it's so sad. No, but no, it's, it's true that the only yeah. reason they are protesting is because that Donald Trump was the one who did it, and it wasn't right. King Barack, as he said. So that's that's where we find ourselves, this this. This double standard, if you will, but also the blatant hypocrisy, much like as we talked about in hour and one. First of all, you've got the, the protest, and we'll let kids protest guns and try to push our anti-gun agenda. But how dare you mention anything else that we don't agree with? We will, we'll, we'll send you home. You won't even get to stay. And that, we're talking about the teachers. Oh, yeah. And this is the left's MO. And look, we, we've got just about a minute or so left in this segment. I want to set up next segment because we're going to get into this pretty in-depth. This whole deal going on in California. I mean, President Trump made a trip out this week to look at some walls. He, he wanted to look at some prototypes. And, and, and in true Donald Trump fashion, he was ever a bit of the showman. You know, he had the cameras on. Hey, what do we do here? And I think he's genuine about it, Chris. He's yeah. asking the Border Patrol guy or the guy overseeing the prototypes of the wall, what do you need? And the guy's like, well, we need to be able to see through it. We need to be able to see what's on the other side of it. Too often, you know, where we've got stuff like this up right now, 
if, if our line of sight is restricted, it's dangerous for us. Oh, well, how can we make that happen? What do we need to do here? And, of course, what's the left doing the whole entire time? What's Xavier Becerra doing, the, uh, the Attorney General of California, Jerry Moonbeam Brown? They're out there just bashing him. Oh, my God, we need bridges. Oh, my God, Donald Trump's crazy. We, we, we can't be having this done. But yet they continue in California, Chris, to break the law, to harbor criminals, to allow them to come into the country unimpeded, to have welfare, housing, medical, schooling, and they they don't find anything wrong with that, but by God, we got to take your guns. Well, no, once again, we're, we're going to pass more laws on those we disagree with because this is the agenda we want to push while blatantly violating federal immigration laws. And then not only that, going in and taking people that are here illegally and appointing them to state positions now. It's astonishing because you're right. Trump showed up in, in San Diego in California was like, we're going to build a wall. It's going to be a big, beautiful wall. We're going to be able to see through that wall and it's going to be terrific. He's he is he's showing up, and the funny thing is they're doing it in California. Yeah. That is once again, two can play at that game. You want to go at Trump, he's going to go right back at you. That's how he's done. He's that New York street fighter, as they say, and he goes in and he goes in hot, and he goes in. He's he's not backing off. And from what I can see, you know, in fact, we, as you mentioned in the next segment, we'll get into this. California scoffing at federal law, them appointing people now to state offices. What's the end game here? We'll talk about that in the next second. Matt, I, I, like I said, th- this story, I know we covered it briefly on, on the weekday show. I, I think we got some time. We're going to have to get into it in this one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got mayors openly defying federal law. I mean, we're going to get into that much more. We've got an illegal alien being you know, put into a state post. Uh, California's just telling Trump, go, go F yourself. I mean, that's really what it is. Hang tight. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. The Conservative Cartel. We'll be right back. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's Matt Block and Chris X. Well, newly released emails reveal that Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff, she's a Democrat, by the way, who helped criminal illegal aliens evade deportation by announcing a planned immigration and custom enforcement raid before it took place. She warned those very businesses that hire illegal aliens ahead of her announcement with a an important alert message. Now, we're going to get into that much more. Welcome back to The Conservative Cartels. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. We've had a couple great calls. If you want to call in like Dom or like Jules, you can do so on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888 Do me a huge favor. Head over to NineLineApparel.com. Cartel 15, get you 15% off of these great shirts. I'm wearing my Amosexual shirt today. It's my favorite nine-line so shirt. I am amosexual. So amosexual. I know it. It's crazy. You're not sexual not chocolate, sexual but chocolate. you're amosexual. That's right. <laughs> Nobody's sexual chocolate. No, nobody's that. But we've got, look, Chris, we set this up in the last segment. We've got a, a, a mayor in Oakland who is a Democrat 
who is warning businesses that hire illegal aliens, which is against the law, by the way. In, 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 in the United States, it's, it's against the law to hire, hire aliens. Yeah. As, as workers, she actually warned those businesses that hire illegal aliens ahead of this ICE raid and allowed over 800 illegal aliens to evade law enforcement. Not only did you warn the businesses, you warned many of the illegals, which we found they were they rounded up what was it, two hundred and eighty of them, something like that? Yeah, two thirty something, two thirty yeah, somewhere in that neighborhood, two thirty, two forty, somewhere in there. But and, and of and, the two hundred yeah, and once and once again, of the two hundred and thirty or so that they actually were able to capture uh, ICE when got these illegal immigrants, how many of them had been convicted or accused of um violent crimes? A majority. A big majority of them. It's like what, hundred and eighty? 180 plus. Yeah. But once again, the mayor of Oakland was going and warning them so that law enforcement couldn't come get them. Now, Chris, we talked about this in our show this last week, our weekday shows, but these illegal aliens she helped, sex crime convictions, drunk driving convictions, armed robbery, escape, arrest, deportation, um, sexual assault, battery with a deadly weapon, dealing drugs, racketeering. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. These these are not, uh, they jaywalked. Yeah, no, there was sexual assault of children. Once again, you mentioned these these are some bad hombres, right? No, these are the people we want in our country. And, and the amazing thing is, at least that's what they want you to believe, the amazing thing is they're scoffing at federal law. Not only are they not enforcing federal immigration law, not only are they warning these criminals, because that's what these people are. We're not just talking about the illegals who are here illegally. We're talking about the ones going and committing further crimes once upon arrival. They're doing this. They're protecting and warning them that federal law is coming, because they're obviously not doing anything about it. They're openly passing laws to try to stop, force any sort of uh, working between the local and federal law enforcement, making sure that that doesn't occur. Now they've even moved on for it. Once again, we're talking about Mayor Libby Schaff, the the interim or temporary mayor of uh, San Francisco. Once we've got that, now they're moving on to not only doing that, they're now appointing illegal immigrants to state offices. It's astonishing what they're doing, because how do you have a country if you're just going to openly scoff at federal laws and, and the, the people who live here, the, your citizens? Well, we're, we're, we're coming to a tipping point in this country, and you and I have spoken about this often. If you're not going to follow one law, what's going to make a citizen follow another law or a different law or yeah. what law? And, you know, they're, they're trying to force down our throats more laws on guns. You, you know, they, the government yeah. wants you and I to be, well, they want, they, they want law-abiding citizens to follow more laws because law-abiding citizens already don't follow the law, right? Just, you know, these criminals. You know, We've got Chicago, who just became a sanctuary state, by the way, when Bruce Rauner just signed the bill. We talked about that this, this last week. But you've yeah. got California, a sanctuary state. You've got Illinois, a sanctuary state. They are giving criminals pla- uh, places of refuge, but yet they want you to believe that you and I, good, honest, law-abiding gun owners in this country, should abide by more laws. It is the most crazy thing I've ever seen. And then they're begging. You've got the the temporary mayor out in San Francisco saying, hey, I'll go to jail to protect these people. All right, let's get the cell ready. I mean, if you're ready to go, we're ready to put you there because you can't break the law. The Oakland mayor, the same thing. You can't aid and abet criminals, and that's what California is doing. 
Well, and, and to talk about what you just mentioned in Chicago, you've got kids going out now and protesting, walking out of school, protesting gun ownership of you know these these mass shootings. Uh, we need more gun control because that's what they're 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 protesting for. We want more gun control in one of the most gun controlled cities in our country that has more people shot per weekend than just about anywhere else in the country. So, in fact, as we speak right now, people are probably being shot in Chicago. It's not a joke. I'm not saying it to be funny. It's true. So it's terrible. So we want to pass more laws because obviously those people now currently shooting people, yeah, because they're following laws. I, I, let's let's do this because you, you just led us right back to this. So now we've had Elizabeth Mateo. She was appointed yeah. to state office in California on Wednesday. Turns out she's an illegal immigrant, came here when she was 14 years old. Alien. Uh, so she's an illegal alien. Um, apparently, she was also arrested back in 2013 for trying to cross back into the United States after self-deporting herself to Mexico. Well, she was part of the Dream Nine, Chris. I mean, remember the the, the uh, Fab Five from Michigan? Well, she was the Dream Nine, mm -hmm. a group of illegal aliens brought into the country as children, DACA, who staged a protest by leaving the U.S. and attempting to gain reentry. So she literally deported herself, like you said, self-deported herself, and then tried to come back. Well, she got arrested because, you know, that stuff happens every now and again. It's illegal or against the law, for those of you in Corona, Indiana, to be here as an illegal alien. That we have an immigration system. It's there. We let in, I mean, that's a fantastic thing, Chris. We let in more than a million immigrants a year in this country, legally. Yeah, legally. Legally. And it's funny because you'll never hear that from the left. You won't hear the Democratic Party ever talk about that. We are a land of immigrants. We are. We love immigrants, and we let in over a million of them legally every year who contribute to the United States of America. Yeah, who actually love this country and yeah. want to support it. And, you know, and it, it, it also goes back to show why the left continually redefines an illegal alien as an illegal immigrant, now an undocumented resident. They keep going back and redefining them closer and closer because they know most people have no problem with the legal immigrants that come over here that not only assimilate to our culture and our, and we allow them to keep their culture too, but assimilate to our culture, follow our laws, and make our country a better country. We're totally down with that as a society but no they've stepped in and decided no 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 we're all racist you don't agree with my policy therefore you're racist they want to continue to leave the borders wide open i i've said this on the weekday show and for those of you who want to follow our weekday show go to the conservativecartel.com you can find us we're syndicated all across across the country so just go check it out but on the weekday show i i made this statement i'm going to make it again I said, you know what, if I was Donald Trump, which good thing I'm not the president because I don't want that job. No. But if I was, I would go to the southern border of California and say, you know what, you guys have said you are a sanctuary city and there are no illegal human beings. We are going to take all of the border patrol on the southern border between California and Mexico and move them to the northern borders, anything north of Mexico, and put them there. Now, legal people, legal immigrants, American citizens are free to travel within the state lines but now you have no southern border how long do you think it would take for that state to be overrun by illegal legal immigrants matt oh i don't think it'd be 30 days 
think you're probably right. It would be a mad rush. And if I were, I would go one step further. I would open up the southern border in California and let them do what they want to do, like you said. You know, hey, if you're a a legal citizen out there in California, and I know we've got a lot of conservatives out there because they watch our show, and we love you out there in California because it's a beautiful state. But you let that southern border open, and I'll go one step further. You take away their federal money. Bye bye, Felicia. You have fun doing what you do. You want these illegals in. You want all of these lawbreakers in. You bring them in. And we're not going to give you a dime for it. And you do what you want to do. And you start taxing your people of the country of California now. And you have fun going broke. Because California already has infrastructure problems. They already have pension problems. They can't pay their people. They already have a ton of problems. And California takes the most money of any any state in the United States. And on top of all of that, what I would do if I was Donald Trump, hey, you don't want to be part of America? You want all these stuff? Well, your electoral college votes are gone as well. See you later. Well, and, and here's the other thing, too. Uh, it would, like you said, less than a month, two months, whatever it is, they would be overrun. And then you would have Libby Schaff, uh, the mayor of Oakland and the mayor of San Francisco, begging the federal government for help. And I would say, wait a minute, what do you mean help? You're the guys that said there are no illegal people and board, we build bridges and not walls, right? That's what they said. And they go, well, no, now we need help. I'm like, no, you're a bunch of racists. You hate brown people because you're going to choose and pick those who come here illegally, is that what this is? Once again, they craft their friggin' narrative, and they suck. And I'm tired of these people. They're destroying our country. Well, Chris, and they don't care. who is begging right now for federal help? Who is begging right now for federal help? Chicago. Chicago's Chicago home. is begging for federal help because they're overrun by criminals. They're, they're, they've got the most strict gun laws in the country, but once again, they don't follow laws. And they sit there and they want to tell you that, oh, Trump's bad, that this is awful, conservatism doesn't work, but Chicago is a crap hole. Let's call it what it is. <laughs> it's overrun by criminals. People are getting shot there 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 a weekend. But yet it's all President Trump's fault that their liberal policies are in effect. I mean, liberalism is a mental disorder. And I remember one time, I don't remember which talk show host it was, said, look, let's split the country right in two. Let's give conservatives half. Let's give liberals half. And let's see what happens. The liberal side of it will be bankrupt in five years and people will be begging to get to our side. Okay, before we go to this break, Matt, you just called Chicago a crap hole. It's pretty clear that you just hate white people, okay? Well, it's pretty clear. Yeah, I mean, I'm a ra- I'm racist. Let's just call it what it is. I, I am a, uh, what am I racist against? I don't know, Chicago? Chicago, Building. you're racist against white people, probably just about anyone. Actually, you're just an equal opportunity offender, apparently. That's exactly what I am. Well, hang tight. That's their logic. That's what they use regularly. Yes. Yes, and hang tight. We got more coming, Chris. We've got more. We got Russia sanctions. We got Russia sanctions. We probably ought to talk a little bit about, and we're going to get to Andrew McCabe in hour three. Sydney Powell, you're going to want to stick around. The cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. The 
Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke, here in the Nine Line Apparel Studios. If you want to get in, you want to join us on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, pick up the phone, give us a call, 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. You know, man, that last segment, I got all fired up. I mean, we're talking about Dr. Savage, you know, liberalism is a mental disorder, you look at California right now, you look at Chicago, Illinois, some of these New England states, they are run amok with liberalism, and, and you would swear people with mental disorders are running those states. And they're all broke. Yeah, what a shocker. Yeah. They're, you're right, and they want more federal money while ignoring federal laws. Well, you know, that's the liberal way with your hand out. Just keep giving me stuff until, I mean, I saw some interesting comments on the cartel Facebook page, the Liberty Eagle you know, and and one was right. The only way you're going to get rid of the problem, the only way you're going to get rid of something is either starve it or kill it. That, you know, that's a good point. I mean, there's, and especially you're talking about illegal immigration. If we quit providing benefits for people who come here illegally and make it a, a, make it difficult now, don't get me wrong, I understand it's a difficult journey. I get that. But if you get rid of these entitlements, you get rid of these stupid sanctuary cities, you get rid of uh, giving them money or health care, you name it, wow, it would, it would really change. You know, kind of like Mexico's immigration. Yes. You know, they've got a big, beautiful wall on their southern border, and they've got a you know what? Let's go to the phones before I before I go off on another rant. All right, once again, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Looks like we've got Mark in Maryland. Mark, thank you for holding. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Uh, good morning, guys. Uh, in our area up here in Maryland, now it's becoming more and more like a sanctuary state, and they got uh, little sanctuary villages and stuff where people are being brought in, illegal aliens, dropped off, and Lord knows uh, where they're working and everything, but they, when they uh, bring them in, they get them to register to vote. Because, hey, you need a car? Oh, yeah, okay, well, here. Uh, you need a license? Oh, okay, here. Pass the test? Okay, now, while you're at it, fill out that form over there so you can vote. And yeah, they're illegal. And you know what the the, the scary thing is, is? Is you're right. We're we're seeing this in California. We have no idea how many of these illegals are actually voting. They're getting driver's license. They're getting all of these other things. And and once again, I I don't blame the. Thank you for the call, Mark. Uh, I don't blame the illegal immigrants or these aliens that are coming across the border for wanting to come to America. No. It is our job to seal to protect our border, control it. It is what we're supposed to be doing. But these clowns in California, and as you mentioned. Uh, places like Maryland, they're not only welcoming them, they're they're stopping anyone from trying to stop this problem. And Matt, we touched on something earlier, and I don't know if you want to touch on this now. The the illegals uh, situation with the MS-13 gang members, over oh. 200,000 of them in over 22 different states committing very violent murders on American soil. And it's as though people don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, 207 murders, as a matter of fact, since like 2013. I mean, last three or four or five years. You know, we're seeing these gangs, and, and President Trump's talking about it. And I'll tell you, I had a very long, I had a debate the other day. I was filling in on a radio station up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a lady called in and she said, look, you know, Donald Trump hasn't come through on his promise. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, he said Mexico was going to pay for it. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, let's have let's have this debate here, because there was an article out earlier this week that if we shut off the border and we stop letting these illegal immigrants, legal aliens come into the country, we save one hundred and thirteen billion dollars a year. Yeah, that's the number, Chris, 113 billion. I said the wall's only going to cost 25 billion. She's like, oh, but you're not looking into the future. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not looking into the future? She's like, well, that's only one time. I'm like, no, we pay $113 billion a year as long as they're here. When they're not here anymore, we stop paying that. That The myopic view that most people have regarding the border or this border wall is astonishing. There is a reason why most countries have borders. Because if you don't, people from other countries come and take the largesse, if you will, and send it back to their countries. Yes. How many billions of dollars do illegals coming into our country send back to their home countries? I don't blame them. They're taking care of their family. Right. But it's happening by putting up a barrier and patrolling that barrier and saving a hundred and how many billion? 113 billion. How much is that wall supposed to cost? 25, one time. You know what? I'm going to say we're going to have overcharges and there's going to be, because we've got to do in California, so it's going to cost twice as much. Let's say 50 billion. We're still saving a crap load of money. Every year, too. I mean, it's it's shown, and they used an example that Arkel did of putting up a barrier in Texas. It actually reduced, in that part where they built that structure, it reduced illegal aliens coming into this country by 90%. Yeah. 90. Absolutely. Well, and let's go ahead and take it even one step further. We need to take it to the point that we have a businessman in office who is known for building large structures, okay? His job is building giant buildings, skyscrapers, if you will. And when he does that, does he do it with other people's money? Well, he has investors. They come in, but they don't just buy it just to have the building. What happens? By the time he's done with that building, it is one, either sold to other people that pay for it, or two, tenants go in and pay for it, and they make money off these large structures. To think for a second that Donald Trump is not thinking on ways that he's going to make money off this wall, do you think it's not going to pay for itself? All you would have to do is put, quote, a, let's say, how about a tariff, if you will, on all the money leaving America going into Mexico from people that are here illegally. In other words, let's say 5 or 10% of every penny they send, or we'll say every dollar, they send back to their countries. Well, what would happen then? How long do you think it would take for that wall to be paid off? Oh, it would be done. And, and here's the, the, the really, the point that I think everybody misses. These illegals come in here. They don't have social security numbers. They're not no. passing an I nine. They're you know we're talking about Oakland's mayor Libby Schaff here, who is is telling these businesses that hire illegals, hey hey hey, ICE is coming, but they don't pay taxes, and then they take that money they earn, they send it back to Mexico, so that's a bleed on our system. They get education, they get food, they get. Uh, medical care yeah. they're, they're getting all of this stuff and what's happening is in all the left it, like you said it's this myopic view well donald trump didn't say this or donald trump didn't do this or donald trump didn't do that so it can't just be possible and i'm gonna rail on the president no 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 right well in the end this is such a drag on our economy just think about what our economy is already on fire I mean, our economy yeah. is hitting records we've got record unemployment wages are starting to come up for good, hard-working Americans. And what do the left want to do? They want to inundate the system with these illegals to do what? Bring wages down because they hate those evil, greedy 1% corporations.
yeah. who are and, out just for themselves. But those evil, greedy corporations are what supply jobs to our great country. It's what feeds your family. Well, and, and, and once again, I, I want to make this point clear because I know there are some people out there listening going, look, you guys are racist. No, no, no. We don't blame them for doing this. If we came here illegally, we would be doing the same thing. It is our responsibility to patrol our borders, to enforce the borders of this nation. And that being said, I wanted to step back to something you just mentioned, too. You talk about people, you know, complain, well, Donald Trump hasn't done anything. Let's take a step back for a second. He said he was going to lower taxes, and he did. He said we were going to get more money in our pockets, and we did. He said he was going to kill Obamacare. Congress wouldn't act. So via Twitter, he went on and shamed (laughs) those clowns into repealing the Obamacare mandate. In effect, killing Obamacare, okay? We got jobs coming back to this country. Even the lefty corporations like Apple and those kind of companies, they're bringing money because of that lowering of the overall corporate tax rate, which Democrats are already planning to raise again. Once again, talk about myopic. He's done all of these things. You think he's done? He's been office in office less than two years. We got five and a half plus years to go, right, Matt? Yeah, we, we were talking about <laughs> that last night. I mean, look, we're never going to run out of thing to talk about because Donald Trump is radio gold and the left yeah. just can't help themselves because they've got Trump de- derangement syndrome. But in the end, you're right. I mean, he has done so much in the first year and three months. It, it's amazing what he's got done. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's purely a miracle with all of the roadblocks, all of the things the left has done, everything they've tried to do to derail this thing. And he just keeps on chugging on those 12 Diet Cokes. Yeah, no, he, he about to say he does keep on chugging those 12 Diet Cokes and he's up at four o'clock in the morning tweeting and and he's firing everybody, which, by the way, coming up here in hour number two, we're going to talk about this. They fired uh, Andrew McCabe, uh, in effect, uh, making it real difficult for him to get his pension that he was supposed to get here in about two days, or I guess yeah, a day now. Meanies. So we're we've meanies. Got, I know. They're just so mean. Why would you go and do that? Uh, didn't he step down, what, about three, three four months ago? Yeah. He stepped down, and he broke the law, and he perjured himself, and he's a criminal, but let's pay him for life. Hey, and not only that, because we, we, we're we waiting, because we're going to talk with Sidney Powell, uh, which is one of the reasons why we're waiting to really dig into this, but we've got Mr. Stroke is back. Oh, we got more text messages. This time, turns out he's pals with that judge in the Mike Flynn case. Oh, stick around. 888-900-3393 is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel. <laughs> The Conservative Cartel, with Matt Locke and Chris Axe, on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel. Now, here's Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Well, are we having fun yet? Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. It's Saturday morning. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. We've had a lot of great calls. You want to be part of the program? You still got a little bit of time here. We got just about another hour. That 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 hotline is triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So you can get in on that if you'd like to uh, discuss anything we've talked about here in these first two hours. I mean, we've talked gun control. We've talked Hillary Clinton. We've spoken about all kinds of things of illegal immigrants, the wall, uh, mayors in Oakland, sanctuary states. I mean, we've covered it all. But I want to start next hour. 
and we we've done this show kind of backwards, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why. Because we have a guest coming in next hour. She is so versed on this stuff. She She's a leading expert. She's written a book, Licensed to Lie. She's a former federal prosecutor. I mean, she knows this stuff so well. She couldn't join us until the last hour, and it was on short notice. But we appreciate the fact that she does. Because here at the Conservative Cartel, when we don't know something, we go get the people who do. And we get you the details. And the big story today, bar none, by the way, alongside of my... Partner in crime here, Chris X. I'm Matt Locke. The big story here today is Andrew McCabe. The big story here today is the Mueller investigation with Russia. The big story is the Peter Strzok knowing the text messages of being friendly with Judge Contreras, who had to recuse himself, who is the one that said that Michael Flynn lied under oath. I mean, we have got so much collusion. It's just not what the mainstream media is telling you. It's the wrong collusion. They, they thought it was Trump colluding with the Russians, but turned out it's all them Democrats colluding against Trump. It's very weird. Well, and now, Chris, here is the, the really ironic thing. Special counsel Robert Mueller has subpoenaed the Trump organization for any documents related to Russia and other topics he is investigating. What other topics are there, for one, Wait. and two... I, I succinctly remember a subpoena for 33,000 emails that mm-hmm. went missing. What, did, what, did McCabe know anything about that? My whole point. McCabe was <laughs> sitting in when all that happened, the bleach bit, the, you know, the whole crowd strike deal, the ball-peen hammers. I mean, we have got so much collusion on the left and all of this proof, and yet here is... Special counsel Robert Mueller still digging. And it came out this week, Chris, and I would be lax if I didn't bring this up. Mueller now is invoking an unusual conspiracy to defraud government charge. So now we're just making charges up. You know, you mentioned bleach bit. Would it be a hate crime for me to call Hillary Clinton a bleach bitty? Is that would that be bad? Am I allowed to do that? Oh, a bad Betty bleach bitty. I like that. Ooh, yeah, bleach bitty. That's bam, right. Bam. Yeah. Um, no, you you make an interesting point because we're looking at Robert Mueller and this guy. And I've said this many times, and people look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, you, you don't know who Rob Bob Mueller is. Right. He's an old Clintonista. Yeah. Much like McCabe, much like, well, let's roll down with Peter Strzok and Bruce Orr and Nellie Orr and Lisa Page and on and on and on. And now you've got what we thought we were told repeatedly. There is this collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. They've been investigating well over a year now. Turns out we haven't found any. The the, Repub- the GOP just concluded their House <laughs> Intelligence Committee and found nothing and went, we're done. We're not going to keep doing this. Of course, you've got um, our favorite guy, Schiff for Brains, over there says, what are you people doing? We're going to keep investigating till we find something. Hey, Chris, you want to hear a very, you want to hear a kind of a cool little fun fact here? Yeah. Adam Schiff for Brains, last year, was on television 227 times. He gave 227 interviews on television last year. Wow. In, in 365 days. Is he up for re-election? I, I don't know. But, I mean, isn't that an absurd amount of FaceTime on a camera? I mean, it was funny. I can't remember who was saying it, but it's like, you know, Adam Schiff wants to keep this going so he can keep being on TV. I mean, this guy, he's turned into a kind of a little uh, celebra- a celebritant. 
Well, and not only that, there's a reason for it. We've seen how the lamestream media covers Donald Trump. It's at a 90-plus percentile negative. So who are they going to bring? His biggest negative Nelly, who is Mr. Schiff for brains, Adam Schiff, and he goes on there. So, of course, they're going to go to him because he's the one that will not stop looking no matter what because he's convinced whether there's wrongdoing or not, he's going to find it, and he's gone on. And, of course, you've got the ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, on and on and on and on. All of the lame streams will throw a camera in front of his face every day if they can. And they will continue to do it. It doesn't matter that he looks like Lotka from Taxi. It doesn't matter that he <laughs> no. looks like the shrunken head guy uh, from Beetlejuice. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's, he's going to continue to go. And, and, and the point I was going to make was Bob Mueller. They started out, oh, we're, we're looking for documents related to Russia. Right. But now other documents as well, just regarding anything, just as long as we can find some sort of a crime, because Bob Mueller's not going to quit doing this. What happens when he's done? Is he out of a job? Yeah. I mean, he stops getting paid. And, and look, we know that they've spent well in excess of $10 million on this investigation. The, the thing that, that I find completely crazy about all of this is it says the request of these subpoenas occurred in recent weeks according to the times it appears that Mueller is looking into whether foreign money had any role in President Trump's political activities um all you have to do Mr. Mueller I'm, I'm going to give you a little hint here uh Clinton Global Initiative the Clinton Foundation they had foreign money lots of it while she was Secretary of State, $145 million shows up in your account from Rosatom after you sell 20% of uranium to Russia? I mean, we know that as a fact. Yeah, but we don't want we're not we don't want to talk about that. We're too busy telling you how Trump colluded with the Russians. I know they spied on Trump during the the primary or I'm sorry during the uh, the election process. You know they got those FISA warrants. Hey, by the way, who who also had something to do with those FISA warrants? Was it a good buddy of Peter Strzok who happened to be a judge who oversaw the Flynn case? Oh. And speaking of all of this, to to get into, because we're going to dig in deep on this in hour three, by the way, we're going to get real deep into this. We've got Paul Manafort's people now coming out saying, look, um, (laughs) all this stuff that's now coming out and all this evidence that we're seeing, uh, we, we, we want to, we want a mistrial here. We, we think that, you know, the information you're getting and what you're using and we're seeing what McCabe's weaponizing and the CIA and the FBI and what's going on with the text messages and now the recusal of the judge. Um, we want another look. Let's let, you know what, by the way, that's a very interesting point. Let's look at what's happening with Manafort. First, they said, oh, we got him in, in deal with Russia. It's Russia, collusion, anti-America. Obviously, we've got to investigate this. Turns out, no, it's not. They're going after tax evasion or whatever else. Then you got Mike Flynn. Oh, look what he did. He lied to us. Turns out maybe he didn't, and they were going after his son. Look what they're doing to very powerful people in this country. Now, imagine what they're going to do with us. How are they obtaining this information? They're using using what the Patriot Act yeah. uh, FISA yeah. there's NDA they're using all of these different things that was not supposed to be used for any of that it was supposed to be protecting our country but are they protecting our country no they're using it just like Obama did to destroy the opposition that is a dangerous slope we are sliding down faster than anyone has any idea well and you make a very interesting comment because all of this leads back to who Barack 
Obama. I mean, we watch Valerie Jarrett go out and lie about Benghazi. They're not above not telling the truth. We watch Hillary Clinton. What difference does it make? We're, we're seeing all this now. We watch the Obama administration weaponize the IRS and go after conservatives. We watched him as Barack Obama, former president. He allowed all of these intelligence agencies to start, to, to start sharing information across all of these, all of these different facilities, which was never, it was never the case before. Four. And here he set all this up and everybody, you know, made fun of Donald when he said, oh, I was wiretapped. Well, he was mm-hmm. by a FISA court that used the Steele dossier, which proves to be not a very good rep- representation of what's going on. So they didn't tell the truth. It was all based on that. And guess who said if it wasn't for the Steele dossier, we would have never had a warrant to go after these people. Andrew McCabe. Well, here you have it. Once wow. again, and we can throw Comey in there. We'll talk about that. And you mentioned we've got you've got right now Bob Mueller who's going after anything and everything but collusion. Apparently, uh, we've got that. But we also have those on the other side that are now wanting to go. Hey, let's look a little bit closer into those FISA warrants. Were these things legal? Maybe we need another special prosecutor or two, our special investigator, whatever. You know what? Let's take a very short break. We need to take a, a, a step out for a second. We're going to pick up. We've got um, uh, Sidney Powell joining us next. Is that right, Matt? Yes, sir. At the top of the hour, Sidney Powell, former uh, federal prosecutor, uh, author, licensed to lie. She knows all these people inside and out. Don't go anywhere. The cartel is going to roll on. Hour three next. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. On the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, welcome into Hour 3 of the Conservative Cartel, live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is down for right now because on the line, we've got former federal prosecutor, author, licensed to lie, exposing corruption in the Department of Justice. We've got Sidney Powell, who is a frequent flyer of the Conservative Cartel. And Sidney, first of all, thank you for being on the program, and secondly, we're going to get right into this because Andrew McCabe has been fired by Jeff Sessions last night. What say you on this subject? Step number one. This is just the beginning. <laughs> and thank you for I being on the program, by the way. The ins- You're welcome. My pleasure. Anytime for you guys. I love your show. Um, I can't wait to see the inspector general's report. You know, the Obama administration stymied his efforts to the point he was one of 47 Obama appointed inspector generals who wrote to Congress complaining that the administration was blocking their efforts and keeping them from getting information that they were entitled to to do their jobs. And we also know that Sally Yates blocked him from overseeing the National Security Division of the Department of Justice, which is where the FISA application, the phony FISA warrant and the steel dossier emanated from. 
You know, Sydney, this this is interesting because we're looking at a guy who was, uh, I'm pretty sure he was probably asked to step down, what, just a few months ago after, you know, taking over. He stepped down. He's been sitting around waiting to collect his retirement. And I don't think a lot of people remember this history, which you were just pointing out. What all occurred that led to him stepping down? And, and you didn't even mention the deal with his wife who decided, well, she got a little bit of money to run for office, too, didn't she? Oh, yeah, she did from uh, Hillary Clinton's super PAC, I think it was. And on top of that, he was supposed to have recused himself from the Clinton email investigation because of it. He didn't do that until a week before. And then there's a whole nother issue of how long he had Anthony Weiner's laptop and knew what was on it before anything came out about that. And frankly, I think the only reason any of that was disclosed was because the New York police detectives and officers who had seen what was on it were throwing a fit and threatening to tell themselves if the FBI didn't do something about it. And Sydney, you know, we've got Sydney Powell here, former uh, federal prosecutor on the Black Rifle Coffee hotline. You're talking about that. And what you're talking about here is we know that there was information on Anthony Weiner's laptop. And supposedly, Mr. McCabe knew about this in September and said nothing about it until October. You know, what is he trying to cover up here? He's trying to make sure Hillary Clinton got elected, obviously. And remember, there was also the exchange of text messages between Peter Stroke and Lisa Page, the two FBI um, people having an affair that said that they were talking about the insurance policy against Trump's presidency in Andy McCabe's office. I, you know, it's amazing. By the way, for, for those who want to follow Sydney, make sure you follow her on Twitter, at Sydney Powell one You can follow her with all of her television appearances and radio appearances. You're absolutely right. Now we've got even more struck text messages that have come out with what this guy was. I, it, the weird thing is, because I know you were a federal prosecutor for many years. You've, you've done many of these things. It, McCabe was in the FBI for like 21 years. Has, has it always been this bad and we're just now finding it out? Or did they, these people just go full-on Trump derangement syndrome and wanted to do everything they can to stop this man from being elected? There have been political prosecutions that I can trace back as far as 18 to 20 years. But it's gotten increasingly worse, and the Obama administration was multiple times worse than any of the others. I mean, they prosecuted more whistleblower as blowers as espionage leakers than all prior administrations put together. You know, they selectively leaked what they wanted, and they prosecuted anybody who actually did a whistleblower leak. Uh, the, the standards just changed dramatically. Well, Sydney, let's talk about something here because, we, we, you know, we always are short on time. We have got a judge in Contreras who knew – Peter Stroke, we know this because of these new text messages coming out, he recused himself without any explanation. I mean, what in the world's going on with that? Well, actually, he didn't even recuse himself. Somebody else recused him, and I don't know whether it was the chief justice or uh, someone else, but anyway, he wound up getting knocked off the case. I think there's going to be even more to the story than his friendship with Peter Stroke which it does look like they had some sort of or were going to have some sort of private conversation from the text messages that were just revealed in Sarah Carter's article yesterday. But I think it, we might find out that Judge Contreras actually signed one of those phony FISA applications because oh. mm -hmm. yeah, he was sorry. on the FISA court at the time. Mm -hmm. 
Now it all makes sense, Chris. Yeah, well, it really does. And when we're looking at this, in some of those text messages, we see uh, Peter Strzok referring to him not as judge, but as Rudy. Rudy is on the FIC, uh, FISC. Uh, did you know that? As he's texting, I just pointed two months ago. Uh, we knew about it, or we talked about it before and after. I need to get together with him, which goes to support your theory. These guys may have been meeting on and off campus here to maybe do a little plotting, maybe a little planning. Yep, could very well have been. Wow. So what happens here? So you've talked to us, Sydney, in the past about Judge Sullivan, but we now know that Paul Manafort and his attorneys are are looking at redoing theirs and, and trying to get some kind of a mistrial or whatnot. We've got Michael Flynn out talking on a campaign trail yesterday, and and you've said that uh, the Judge Sullivan has kind of given you know Michael Flynn a little reprieve to go after a, a, a what would be a mistrial or, or a new deal. What's going on there? Well, Judge Sullivan entered an order requiring Mueller to give Michael Flynn any information that might be favorable to Michael Flynn, even though Flynn had already entered a guilty plea. That is extraordinary. And on top of that, he extended the time for sentencing, and they agreed to a protective order pursuant to which Flynn can review all that information, but it can't be disclosed to anyone else. So there is probably a whole lot of information there, and if Mueller has disclosed everything he's supposed to disclose, frankly, I wouldn't trust that either, particularly with Andrew Weissman, who's the subject to my book, License to Lie, being on Mueller's squad. Um, you just can't rely on them producing everything they're supposed to produce at all. But it, it gives Flynn an opening to, I think, withdraw his guilty plea. I guarantee you there's going to be information that was favorable to him that wasn't disclosed because we know from Comey's testimony in front of Congress that Stroke and whoever else interviewed Flynn did not think he was lying when they interviewed him. Yet he was indicted, well, not indicted, but he was going to be indicted if he didn't plead to Mueller for the false statement. So he pled guilty to a statement that the agents didn't even think was false, forced into it by all kinds of duress, not to mention the threat of indicting his son. And I think Judge Sullivan may very well let him withdraw his guilty plea, depending on what all that evidence is, and move to dismiss the charges against him for egregious prosecutorial misconduct. And I think Manafort and all the others could mount significant motions to dismiss their cases because the whole Mueller investigation is predicated on a sham, and he's gone just bonkers with everything he's done. This is incredible. Once again, we're talking with Sidney Powell. You want to follow her on Twitter, at Sidney Powell 1. Uh, of course, her book, License to Lie. You know, what you just discussed is something that I've never seen before. I don't recall any politician going or anyone, not even a politician or a general, you name it, anyone going before entering a guilty plea and then coming back and they're saying, well, maybe maybe he didn't lie under oath or maybe he didn't. Have you ever seen anything like this in your time here before we run out of time? Uh, the closest I saw was in the Enron prosecutions headed by Andrew Weissman. There were two defendants that had to be allowed to withdraw their guilty pleas because Weissman and his team had bludgeoned them into pleading guilty to things that weren't even crimes. Wow. <laughs> well, Sydney, our time, it's grown, it's grown to the end here. It, it's come and gone. Um, you can find Sydney at Sydney Powell, the number one, on Twitter. Where can they get your book, License to Lie? Amazon or at licensedtolie.com. 
Love it. Sydney, thank you. She is a frequent flyer of the conservative cartel. The smartest lady we know knows all of this stuff inside out. Thank you for, for sharing a little bit of information here this morning on, on the conservative cartel on your Saturday morning. Thank you very much. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Thank you, ma'am. Sydney Powell, I mean, Chris, she is so smart. She is so smart. She's a great friend of the program. I texted her last night. I said, Sydney, you have to come on the program. We've got all this stuff with McCabe going on. We've got all this stuff going on with Manafort and Flynn and all this stuff. And she so eloquently described, I mean, she knows all this stuff inside and out. And Andrew Weissman, we didn't even get into him. He's one of these major players, along with Sally Yates and McCabe and Strzok and Page and this Judge Contreras. And look, guys, you're going to want to stick around. I should say gals, too, because I don't want to be sexist. We got lots more <laughs> going on with this Andrew McCabe situation. What's happening in that? If you want to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is back open. 888-900-3393. Chris X, Matt Locks, the Conservative Cartel. We roll on this Saturday morning. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel here from the Nine Line Apparel Studio. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. We are also with the uh, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. We are now opening that hotline. If you want to get in, Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Want to thank Sydney Powell for joining us in the last segment. Oh man, she's a sharp lady, and it's good to see Sydney still active and, and staying on this. People should probably pick up a copy of her book, License to Lie. You can check it out, license to lie dot com. Follow her on Twitter at Sydney Powell, the number one. Just follow her on Twitter. She's uh, she, I think she was just on wasn't she on Hannity's show or yeah, she, I mean she on, she gets on to all of these big shows, Chris. Even the cartel. See, we're up there in the big leagues these days. But she yeah. look, she is a fantastic lady. She is smart, and what she has done, she names names, and you yeah, don't name does. names in Washington D.C. unless you got the goods. Well, that ain't no joke. That's a, you got to be careful in those names you're naming. You may end up, uh, well, we'll just stop there. I, I, we don't want to wish ill on anyone. No, no. But and, and look, she's a frequent flyer of the cartel. We, we love her being on. She's she's fantastically smart. She gets this stuff. And, and she gave some very interesting background because, Chris, we're talking about this whole Andrew McCabe firing just days before he's going to get his pension. And, of course, the left's out there, oh. You meanies on the right. He was so close to getting his pension. You're just doing this out of spite. Well, and once again, that that was the the you know uh, standard mo during the Obama administration. Uh, you know, I mentioned Lois Lerner with the IRS. She got caught literally targeting American citizens. Uh, I'm sure it was on directive from from King Obama uh, or King Barack, as uh, the caller said earlier, was Dom. Um, so it, it very well could have been, but nonetheless, she got caught. They went through and found out they absolutely lied about what the IRS was doing. Did she get demoted? Did she no. get fired? No, no, she got early retirement. She yeah. got all benefits. Yep, and that's what happens. You know, you you did say it. I mean, in the Obama administration, this was a resume enhancer. 
Th- this got you promoted. I mean, this was good work, my henchman. Way to go after the right. We're going to give you, we're going to take care of you for doing well, our dirty work. Susan Rice, perfect example. She yes. was an ambassador, lied about Benghazi, lied about the Americans being killed, what caused it repeatedly. How was she rewarded? Well, she was promoted to that was a national security director. Yes. Uh, so she got promoted for lying. Resume Th- enhancer. That's how it worked back then. So now we've got a very different situation. And, of course, the media is going to melt down. I saw uh, Democrat Rep. Uh, Garam- was it Garamendi? He was just losing his mind saying this oh. presidency is a serious threat to our entire country. we got to get this guy out of here yeah. now. Why? Because you're being exposed? Absolutely. Well, you know what they're talking about right now, which is funny to me, because I'm watching Fox News here in the studio. They are literally talking about how Donald Trump's White House is affecting the economy, how this chaos and how McCabe getting fired is going to kill our stock market. You know, and, and once again, it, it, which, which is ridiculous, but that's what they do. Let's not talk about what's actually happened with the economy. Let's not talk about what's going on with our tax cuts. Let's not talk about any of those things. The media, of course, is going to go crazy and do what they do. And you know, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. Or if it, if it tarnishes trouble, then it really leads on all the lamestreams. So, but, but going back to what we were talking about in the last segment with Sydney, we were talking about Andrew McCabe. He was fired right before his pension came through, or he was you know, going to retire with full benefits. Well, we got to remember why he stepped down. He hadn't been doing his job for the last three months, and it's because of what was going on. This guy wasn't following the rules. What was he doing? Was he, he served as FBI director after James Comey was fired, yep. which they all told us, oh, he was an altar boy. We're now learning that Mr. Comey may have had a problem or two with the truth as well. Well, and we know, Chris, we, 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 we laid out the whole thing with the interview with Sydney. We know that Andrew McCabe's wife ran for a state Senate seat in Virginia. We know that they receive money from Terry McAuliffe, who is a chairman of the of the Clinton Global Initiative. So the Clintons, and it was the Clinton Global Initiative, not a, a Clinton super PAC, but it doesn't matter. It's one and the same because yeah. those super PACs are charities which go into the pockets of the Clintons anyway. But he did not recuse himself from the Hillary Clinton email scandal, and that's why he's being fired because it's been determined that he lied to investigators about the probe of Hillary Clinton's email server. That's called perjury. Yeah, uh, we're, we're going to get more into this as well as the the, the new text messages we found from uh, Peter Stroke. Remember him and, and Lisa Page? We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, let's go to the phones. If you want to join us on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. Let's pick up with Jody. Looks like he's uh, out in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks for calling, Jody. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Thank you guys for having Sydney on because uh, I had called and asked you guys way back when this first was all starting to bubble up. And I, I said I played a lawyer on TV and wanted to know if maybe this was the fruit of the poison tree. And would we wind up having these things go away for Paul Manafort and for General Flynn? Because it just seems sketchy to me. Um I feel pretty good that I'm playing the right kind of lawyer on TV and just wanted to say thank you for having her. You're, you're, you're welcome. We're glad she feels good about a lawyer. I mean, I'm Matt Locke, and I don't play a lawyer on TV either. I know. Of all people to play a lawyer on TV, it should be you, Matt. I'm that, just saying. Uh, that, that's what I've heard from time to time. But thank you, Jody, out there in Salt Lake, in Salt Lake City, Utah. But, uh, Chris, she's not wrong. I mean, we're no. starting now to see, and I think we're going to see a lot more. I mean, here's really where this story is coming from. As we see more of these Peter Stroke text messages, which, you know, were lost, by the way, and then they weren't lost, and then they were found, and then it was funny how all that came down. But, I, you know, Sydney even alluded to this. We're going to start seeing a lot more. 
We are, and you know what? In honor of Jody's call, I think it's time that we uh, we, we get the right man on the job. And I say we call Matlock. He'll find the culprit. There's only one Matlock. That's right. And Real here Matlock, I am, the one and only. But, you know, Chris, <laughs> it, it's, astound, it's astounding because, you know, we've got a lot to cover with this McCabe article. And the thing is, you know, Jeff Sessions came out and said, look, I have terminated the employment of Andrew McCabe, immediate, effective immediately. The reason why, it's pursuant to Department Order 1202. And based on a report of the inspector general of the findings of the FBI office of professional responsibility and the recommendation of the department's senior career official. This, this isn't anywhere near Donald Trump, by the way. And this Wait. isn't just one person. What, you mean Donald Trump didn't just willy-nilly go, I don't like McCabe, let's fire him two days before his pension? Because that's what you'd believe was happening if you listen to the lamestream media and Democrats. Yep. Yeah, in in the, the 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 amazing thing out of all of this is Donald Trump could fire Andrew McCabe for any reason. That he's the president of the United States, he's the head of the executive branch, he could fire McCabe without any reason and he can fire Robert Mueller at any time, but the left wants to go to the television and the media and say, "Oh my god, well it would it would be a media typhoon, but it's not illegal for Donald Trump to fire any of those people." Well, no, and it's interesting you mentioned that because now you've got uh, Trump's lawyer. I was reading this morning uh, his personal lawyer, John Dowd, telling the Daily Beast, you know what, hey, it's time to end the Mueller probe and fire this guy. Because, once again, what we, we talked about in, the, I guess, the previous couple of segments ago was you're looking at um, Mueller. He's investigating. This was supposed to be a Russian collusion investigation, and they're investigating, it seems like, everything but because they're not finding anything there. So you talk about the president. McCabe should have been fired a long time ago. I don't know. I, I guess maybe they waited now to make sure all the, the ducks were in, or, in a row. Well, we've been talking, too, Chris, about what Jeff Sessions has and hasn't been doing. And, and, and look, there's a lot going on within the DOJ. I would not want Jeff Sessions' job right now. I mean, we know of the corruption. We talk about it every single day during the week here on The Blaze Show. I mean, we're sitting here waiting, and we talk to uh, Rick Manning out there at Americans for Limited Government, who has a lot of inside information. And he told us out at CPAC, guys, be patient. Things are coming out of the out of the Department of Justice. It takes a while to build these cases. So what they did, they concluded, here, here's what how this all happened. The DOJ concluded in the OPR reports and the OIG and the Inspector General and all these people, they concluded that Mr. McCabe had made an unauthorized disclosure to the news media leak and lacked candor, including under oath, lied, on multiple occasions. Quote, the FBI expects every employee to adhere to the highest standards of honesty, integrity, and accountability. As the OPR proposal stated... All FBI employees know that lacking candor under oath results in dismissal, and that is our integrity of our brand. Well, like you said, you nailed it. Even NBC was forced to print. Uh, unlike Trump's removal of Comey last year, which produced widespread resentment inside the FBI, McCabe's termination was recommended by the agency in which he served for 21 years. Well, so that's that's a slight difference when it comes to watching these clowns on the left to go nuts over this when his own agency recommended he be terminated. Well, Chris, we know when these when these text messages started coming out, Christopher Ray, the new acting director of the FBI, literally took McCabe off the case the next day. Literally came in and said, you're done. We've well, seen it. You're done. 
what we saw with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. I'm oh, we're going to go meet in Andrew's office later to go. What were these clowns doing? We know what they were doing. They were trying to get Hillary Clinton elected and stop Donald Trump from being elected. Once he was elected, they're trying to get rid of him. Yeah, it's 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 very it's astonishing that Peter Strzok still has a job. Why is that guy still working over at the FBI? I know he's been demoted. <laughs> he's probably what oh. down in the uh, the basement with Milton from Office Space talking about his stapler. But nonetheless, he's still. You know what? Let's try to go. How much time? Oh, we got enough time. Let's try to go pick up another caller. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three is the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. Let's pick up with Paul, patiently holding in Georgia. Hey, Paul, welcome to the Conservative Cartel. Well, welcome. Hope you guys are having a good day. Listen, I'll get right to it. Uh, I'm a retired Marine Corps officer. If I had done anything like this guy had done, number one, I would have been court-martialed. Number two, I would have lost all my benefits. My, I am a retiree. And this is one of the reasons, this is one of the very reasons Trump got elected. And we still have too many talking heads, politicos, and Washington swamp monsters who still don't get it. This whole McCabe thing is emblematic of the swamp. And this is exactly what the American people wanted fixed. These guys think they can play by a separate set of rules all the time. You know, if, if you can't if you couldn't find your emails, you were being investigated by the IRS or the FBI, they would destroy you immediately. Oh, we would be toast. Once again, you're absolutely right. All of us would have been fired. Heck, we would have been thrown under the jail. Paul, thank you for the call. Great, great comments out in Georgia. We are up on that break. Um, you know what? We can come back and touch on that a little bit on the other side. He's right, Matt. Had any of us done one hundredth of what these clowns did, we would be thrown under the jail. Oh, it would be a, a no-brainer. Yeah, boy, absolutely. All right, don't go away. You're listening to the Conservative Cartel. I am Chris X, along with Matt Locke. Uh, we're here in the Nine Line Apparel Studios. You want to get in on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, just like uh, our, our previous caller? Eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Don't go away. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris X. Yes, it is the Conservative Cartel. We are rolling along here in hour three. We're just about done live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to be part of the program like Paul and Georgia, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open, 888-900-3393. My partner in crime, Chris X. I'm Matt Locke. We're talking about this Andrew McCabe stuff. We've had Sidney Powell, former prosecutor, federally author of uh, License to Lie, all this stuff. We're talking about the perjury, the lack of candor, the leaking, the integrity and accountability of McCabe. But I'll tell you what, Chris, there's a rebuttal here because Andrew McCabe isn't going to go quiet into that dark night. He's going to make his position known and of course, the mainstream media is going to pick up this guard. They're going to pick up this mantle and they're going to run with it. I want I want you to listen to what he says. He's got a couple paragraphs here. He says, this attack on my credibility is one part of a larger effort 
not just to slander me personally, but to taint the FBI, law enforcement, and intelligence professionals more generally, he said. It is part of this administration's ongoing war on the FBI and the efforts of the special counsel investigation, which continues to this day. Their persistence in this campaign only highlights the importance of the special counsel's work. For the last year and a half, my family and I have been the targets of an unrelenting assault on our reputation and my service to this country. Articles too numerous to count have leveled every sort of false, defamatory, and degrading allegations against us. The president's tweets have amplified and exacerbated it all. He called for my firing. He called for me to be stripped of my pension of more than 20 years of service. And all along, we have said nothing, never wanting to distract from the mission of the FBI by addressing the lies told and repeated about us no more. For the last year and a half, my family and I have been targets of an unrelenting assault and our reputation and my service to this country. The president's tweets have only exacerbated it all. Man, was he a tea party or is that what happened? And then yeah, Lois Lerner went after yeah, him? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, look, this is what the left's going to pick up and run with. They're going to say, oh, well, he was a he was a dedicated warrior. He, he was in for the cause. He was a choir boy, as you said. He was above reproach, as they say about Mueller. He was. No, he wasn't. When you lie under oath, that's perjury. When, when, when you talk about the lack of candor, when you talk about leaking, all against the law. This dude is a criminal, and he ought to be thrown under the jail. Well, and once again, Trump didn't fire him. Jeff Sessions did on the recommendation of the FBI, the own organization he was regarding, talking about that he served so honorably for years, they're the ones who recommended he be fired, okay? Yep. So it's not like they did this, and he can talk, I love how he says, because uh, we heard that this sounded, in fact, as you were reading, I was having flashbacks of James Comey. Yeah. Same sort of stuff. And the great thing about these guys are they're so incensed by what has occurred, they will go on and keep on opening their mouths. Yeah. And since then, we've learned that it looks like James Comey may have perjured himself. How long is it going to be before this guy goes, keeps talking, and perjures himself further? Well, I was going to say, he already perjured himself. I mean, we know for a fact he lied about Hillary's emails. We know about the insurance policy file on Anthony Weiner's laptop. We know that there was classified information on it. We know that McCabe's wife took money from the Clinton Global Initiative. I mean, this is deep, deep, deep rabbit hole stuff, but yet he has the audacity to come out and say this is a witch hunt against him. Well, you know, it's, sometimes it's just that audacity of hope, okay? you got to have the audacity <laughs> of hope. And it. right now he's hoping everyone's going to listen to him and not pay attention to what actually occurred oh. because that's what the Democrats do on a daily basis. I have no clue whether Andrew McCabe is a Republican or a Democrat, but how much you want to bet he's a Democrat? Um, I would bet a lot of money. I would take that bet in a heartbeat because it's a sure thing. But, you know, look, here's why he's mad. You know, he's mad because Donald Trump took to Twitter. Imagine that. He says, Andrew McCabe fired, all in capital letters, by the way, fired, a great day for the hardworking men and women of the FBI, a great day for de democracy. Sanctimonious James Comey was his boss and made McCabe look like a choir boy. He knew all about the lies and corruption going on at the highest levels of the FBI, and Andrew McCabe hates the fact that that's a very correct statement. Well, you know, he should be proud because he said he makes him look like a choir boy, which is funny. Second of all, you're, you're absolutely right. The president goes on to Twitter. We have found as much as they want, 
they have not been able to filter the president. Now, he says a lot of crazy stuff, but he also tells us a lot of stuff that the lamestream media refuses to tell us about. Right. All of this corruption, everything going on. And then, look, he jumps onto Twitter. He laid this out just like, with, remember that, as we talked about earlier in the program. I was wiretapped. They wiretapped Trump Tower. They went after Donald Trump. They did. They wiretapped. They went after uh, uh, Carter Page. They've, we would have found out any of this stuff had it not been for Donald Trump's Twitter account. So once again, he should look at this because th- that tweet by the president may save his bacon. The fact that he said Comey, his boss, made him look like a choir boy, he may get a very light slap on the wrist instead of being thrown, as, as you and I said, and, and Deborah seems to really enjoy on the Liberty Eagle page, thrown <laughs> under the jail. <laughs> well, look, and, and maybe this is, tr- look, Trump is very smart. And he maneuvers himself very well. And as we've watched Donald Trump use his Twitter account to bypass the mainstream media, maybe this is a little uh, little uh, cry out here or a little thing saying, hey, look, Andrew McCabe, if you work with us, we may use that information against your boss. Yeah, you're willing to step up and talk about your boss and let him take the heat, or you, you want to take it? That's... Be- be- Guaranteed, that's when Donald Trump is playing five or six games of chess every day with these people, and they think he's playing checkers, and he's not. He's smarter than they are. I know they hate him. I know he's got funny hair, and he's orange, and he says crazy stuff, and he always punches back harder than he gets punched, and and who knows, he was a flandering guy before or whatever, but the problem is he's highly intelligent, and because he says funny things, they always mistake that for him being ignorant or dumb. He's not. He is, once again, he is playing checker or chess while these guys are playing checkers, and none of them realize it yet. It's astonishing. How is it that you and I picked up on this, Matt, yet none of these clowns on the left have figured it out yet? Well, because they don't want to figure it out. They all know it, Chris. They're all in cover-up mode now. I mean, the, the left, yeah. it, look, if, if anything, the Democratic Party circles the wagons around anybody that's under fire. That's what, as conservatives, True. we are all idolistic people. You know, we, we, we are self-reliant. You, you know, we're not groupthink like the left is. So when the left gets it backed into a corner, and that's where McCabe is right now, you watch the mainstream media, you watch Jim Comey's Twitter account, you watch Hillary Clinton, you watch everybody on the left is going to come running to this guy's aid, and they're all going to circle the wagons around him, and who is going to be the central figure that they lash back out at Donald Trump, even though Donald Trump had nothing to do with Andrew McCabe getting fired. It was his own people and his reports out of his own department that that led to him let, getting let go. Who's going to be the demon? Who's going to be the central focus that the left goes after? Donald Trump. Man, you, you know what? Hold on. Um, we need to incorporate something on the program because I know you can't do it with a mic in front of your face, but that's the mic drop moment right there. I know. Matt, you just nailed it. We need to get Ron, need to get an extra mic, lay it on your desk. So when you do that, boom, pick it up, hold off, to, and then drop the mic because that you're, you're dead on. The Democrats rally the circle, they, they rally the, the troops, they go around, they do everything they can to protect their criminals, their liars. Yep. They do this repeatedly. And, and you're right, the Republicans or the GOP or those who are conservative, yep. well, they tend to be more idealistic. And that's. I don't think you could have said it any better. I've got nothing to add to that. Well, and it's it, it, we, where we are right now, we know the facts. But to the left, the facts don't matter. 
because they're going to make up their facts. And that's why Donald Trump goes to social media and they hate it. The left can't stand it because Donald Trump runs circles around them and they can't get that. They can't take what Donald Trump says and make it sound different. They can't make it into their narrative. I'm telling you, you watch the left come out and I will bet my bottom dollar it's going to be a concerted effort from every front. They're already doing it this morning. Well, all of the disarray in the White House and this McCabe thing is going to affect the economy. They got to push it somewhere else. Well, and, and unlike Barack Obama, who got no blame for anything whatsoever, Donald Trump is being blamed for everything, including the firing of Andrew McCabe, which we're told he didn't do it. It was Jeff Sessions, and it was on referral from the FBI. Yeah. That so doesn't matter. I guess somebody's got to take the heat because Lord knows we had somebody who didn't take the heat. Hey, uh, I know we're up on another break. When we come back, should we uh, dig into those struck page texts a little, oh, a have little further? Oh, have to. We, that's the only thing we got left. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we really got to hit it. But once again, it's funny. This sounds like a rerun. This is not. This is your St. Patrick's Day edition of the Conservative Cartel. I'm Chris Axe along with Matt Locke. We have more text revealed from, from Strzok and Page. This time, even a judge was involved. That's right. Judge Rudolph Contreras, which, by the way, Strzok called him Rudy. Oh, Rudy. This is not the little guy who played football. This is a different Rudy, one that had to be told to recuse himself on the whole Flindy. Oh, it just, this swamp, it just, don't go away. You want to join us for that last segment? You got one chance to get in, 888-900-3393. This is the Conservative Cartel. We got one second. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, here's Matt Locke and Chris Axe. Darn straight it is. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. You've reached the final segment of our program this morning on our St. Patrick's Day edition of the Conservative Cartel here on the Blaze Radio Network. Fred, not just because we're done doesn't mean we're going away. We'll be back on our regular show during the weekdays, Monday through Friday. Go to theconservativecartel.com to find out which station we're on in your local area. So go check us out over there. We will be back next Saturday. Same bad time, same channel right here on the, the Blaze Radio Network. Of course, from the Nine Line Apparel Studios. The Black Rival Coffee Hotline is still open. You better hurry if you want to get in. 888-900-3393. 888-900-3393. As we're wrapping up the show, I know we're all gearing up to go, man, go get some breakfast or something. Yeah. You, you, hey, Matt, you better go eat some food before you dig into some of that Irish beverages oh, you were talking about you, you earlier. Know, you know what I want? I want some scrambled eggs, some hash browns, a couple pancakes, and a Big, tall glass of OJ, because I've drank enough coffee for three people this morning. Okay. <laughs> Wait, you just mentioned everything but no bacon? You're not going to get any bacon? Oh, there's going to be bacon involved. Oh, dude, yeah, there's going to be va- there's going to be bacon involved. We're all hungry now, but Chris, we've got some text messages that we, we need to get into. I mean, yeah. this uh, you know, we just never have enough time in all of this stuff, and you have to listen to our, our weekday shows. You can find that on theconservativecartel.com. But uh, these text messages, dude, I mean, what the heck? 
So, so Mr. Strzok, uh, Peter Strzok, and Lisa Page, we learned about their text messages that somehow got lost and then mysteriously reappeared and all of that stuff. You know, the, the they were trying to get rid of the president. Oh, before that, they were trying to make sure he didn't get elected because they wanted President Clinton. They're big fans of, of Hillary, despite the fact that she fell down an Indian broke her wrist and fell downstairs and told she us. She falls half. down a lot. She really does. She really does fall down. She falls down. Who was it? Uh, the, uh, Jerry Ford. Was it was Gerald Ford? Wasn't he the one that fell down all the time? Yeah. Where's SNL? I don't know. I, yeah. I remember Chevy Chase portraying Gerald Ford falling down on their opening. I haven't seen one skit on Saturday Night Live with Hillary falling around. All I've seen is that that chick on the show, do, the last time I watched it, which I don't even remember yeah, when that was, either. singing odes to Hillary, and they're just, I guess they're, they're, they're too longing. Nonetheless, the longing continues through the page, Lisa Page and Peter Strzok text, show that um, looks like maybe Mr. Strzok had a personal relationship between himself and, and the judge who is recused from the Flynn case. We've learned now that the federal judge who presided over that former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn's case before mysteriously being recused had a personal relationship with uh, Mr. Strzok, this anti-Trump FBI official, who's still working there, by the way, despite the fact he's been demoted. Now, Chris, I'll tell you, I didn't realize, and, and we appreciate the fact that Sidney Powell dropped by, former federal prosecutor, by the way, and licensed yeah. author, author of License to Lie. Yeah. She said that Contreras did not recuse himself. He was recused that oh, someone yeah. else did it. So here we have text messages from Peter Strzok to Rudy Rudolph Contreras, <laughs> the judge. I mean, do, do you call the? I mean, look, I've been in court. I know who my judge is on my divorce hearings. I don't call him Monty. Let, let's just put it that way. I don't call him by his first name. I don't text message him. I don't have conversations with him. I'll tell you a very, a very, a real story that happened in my life. I'm divorced. I, I went through a divorce. I had a judge by the name of Kirk Carpenter out of Auburn, Indiana. And he was a good friend of my friend's dad. So one day, we always played every year in this golf outing that gave to charity over in Warsaw, Indiana. While I'm on the golf course, I'm playing, and who do I see? The judge on my case, literally. And I'm like, Judge Carpenter, how are you? He's like, very good, Matt. Now we have to stop talking because I know you. And then he left. You can't do that stuff. You can't have a conversation with me. You can't do any of that stuff because it can be construed as him knowing me. But yet here we are with all these text messages about Rudy and the FISA court and all the other stuff. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, first of all, you're, you're absolutely right. Second of all, you know, when I hear of Judge Rudolph Contreras and they're calling him Rudy, I just feel like singing a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Maybe we should go Rudolph the Red, the Red-Nosed Lion Judge. Should we? Uh, <laughs> I, I think a red nose is a wino, but I just about spit my coffee out when he started okay. singing Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Sorry, I just I'm getting in the Christmas mood. And I know summer's not even here yet. Yeah, stop that. Don't don't be so, pushing these seasons any faster than they can. Sorry, they're going to do a sale based on what I just sang. You're probably uh, right. So let's get into this. So uh, once again, this was the federal judge who presided over the former National Security Advisor Mike Flynn's case. Uh, once again, he got convicted of lying under oath, and now they're talking about rescinding that. Uh, you know, his he not he didn't get convicted; he admitted to it. He pled guilty. So now they're they're talking about rescinding that. Revelations about this judge, Mr. Contreras, 
found in this new batch of text messages. And how many batches are we going to get? This is well, another new batch between Strzok and Lisa Page. Weren't there like 50,000 text messages? No, there were more than that. They oh. lost 50,000 oh, of them. Oh, my bad. Yeah. But then retrieved 50,000 again. And I don't know if this was in that batch or a new. Nonetheless, people don't realize that Mr. Contreras, this judge, was appointed to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court. Oh, uh, what? Wait. What? Those initials sound like FISA, a topic of conversation between Mr. Strzok and Lisa Page. Rudy is on the FISC. Did you know that? Page texted Strzok on July 25th, 2016, just appointed two months ago. I did, Strzok replied. We talked about it before and after. What? I need to get together with him. What? So it sounds like they're setting up a meeting. He knew that Rudy was on the FISA court, and you heard it here first this morning, you, you guys on the cartel, because Sidney Powell says, look, we're going to find out that uh, one Rudolph Contreras probably signed off on a FISA warrant to spy on who? Donald Trump. Rudolph the recused Judge Schmuck. I'm just going to keep coming up with new songs. <laughs> but, I mean, that is that is big, big news if you're paying attention into all of this. Because as this all starts unwinding, Chris, it all leads back to Barack Obama and his administration. And yeah. these people are all in bed together. Uh, it's this swamp that we're talking about. Um, now, remember, Strzok was investigating matters of counterintelligence at the FBI, which typically would go through the F FISC. Yep. Um, text reflect page was uh, asking why Strzok hadn't told her about Contreras being on the FISC. Um, Strzok said he had thought he'd shared the information already. In the text, he also mentioned a graduation party he and Contreras both recently attended. Almost sounds like your golf situation there. Uh, he also texted about the importance of being, quote, circumspect and talking to him in terms of not placing him into a situation where he'd have to recuse himself. So apparently somebody else recused him for himself. Well, and the thing was, I think there was another text. Uh, Miss Page said, look, um, you know, Contreras is pretty good about this. He, he knows how to walk that line so that he would not have to, you know, leave his position because they still wanted him on there. I mean, it sounds like they were using Judge Contreras to get a rubber stamp to get everything done that the Democratic Party wanted to do. So what's astonishing, and once again, just as a reminder for those just tuning in, uh, Mr. Strzok, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, remember Mr. Strzok was appointed to investigate, what? Collusion between Donald Trump and the Russians, which they found none, and we've gone back to find out that him and, and, and that lady, Lisa Page, his, um, we'll say his concubine. Yeah. <laughs> concubine, his, that's a great word. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I, I didn't want to go with mistress, it's too obvious, since they were both cheating on their spouses. Nonetheless, I, they were going through, and their job was do, doing everything they could from the text messages we've already read to try to stop Donald Trump from being elected get Hillary Clinton elected, then once Donald Trump was elected, to do everything we could to bring him down, to make sure that we can't allow him, as they said in their text messages, to be president. We can't allow him to do this. Right. He's still working for the FBI. How, how is he still employed? How is he not being put in jail? How is he not being prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law? I mean, Stroke replies here. He, he says this about the judge, which is what I was talking about. Generally, he does know what I do, and he's talking about Contreras. Yeah. Not the level or scope or area, but he's super thoughtful 
and rigorous about ethics and conflicts. Super thoughtful. Thanks for asking. Remember, Flynn pleaded guilty before Contreras in December of 2017 to making false statements to the FBI as part of special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation into Russian meddling. So this, once again, this little rabbit hole just got how many more steps deeper? A lot more deeper. I'm going to tell you what right now. I'm going to make a little prediction here on the cartel. Manafort and Flynn are going to get their cases thrown out. Uh, These things are gone. With all this evidence, a judge would be crazy not to do that. I mean, I can't see it. But look, we're out of time. Three hours come and gone this Saturday morning. Thank you for listening on the Blaze Radio Network on our Facebook pages, The Cartel, The Liberty Eagle. For Ron Phillips, Chris X, I'm Matt Locke. You've been listening to The Conservative Cartel, and for now, The Cartel is out. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Chris Axe on the Blaze Radio Network. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.